day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Hey, hi, hello. Welcome back to Shop Talk. First, we got to have a little dance party from the content that we got last night. Boy, oh boy, were these episodes something. Like, now we have to wait until January 3rd for the Rookie and Rookie Feds to come back. And they're going to be on one night, which is great. Um, But first, there's so much to unpack from these episodes. So buckle up, because it's going to be a long one. Um, We don't have any news because, I mean, the shows are on hiatus now until January, until 2023. So, um, So we'll just go ahead and get started. So... We'll start off with 508 titled The Collar. Um, and we'll kind of start with the Nolan Selena bomb storyline. Um, a car like essentially goes speeding by them, they pull her over, and she's like still rolling the car because she can't stop. Um, she was told to keep driving, um, otherwise, like the uh bomb, um, bomb constructor will kill her. And so then they call in Gray, and he's like, you know, I put in a call for the bomb squad, and an airship is in action too. And Gray wants uh, Nolan and Selena to follow Pam, but stay out of radio range. Um, and so Gray tells Chenford, Angela, Nyla, and Aaron all to stand by for more information. So Tim's like, you know, where do you want us to go? And so he instructs them to look for like a staging area because the bomb will need like a wide open space, and they can have that way they can uh, limit potential casualties so lucy like finds a spot close to nolan's location they're all headed there it's all great so gray like tells harper and lopez that the driver was under duress and like she kept telling them that you know she had to keep driving otherwise the bomb would detonate and um so they need to like find out who chose her and why they did to be you know um the target here and so Gray, like, asks Nolan if he can get a picture of what they're dealing with for the bomb squad. And so Nolan, like, goes dark on the radio. He's sticking his arm out the window with his phone recording. And he's, like, reciting what he sees. And Selena notices that they're coming up on some blocked-off lanes for construction. And so he's not paying attention or, like, not answering Selena when she's like, John, John. Like, she just keeps calling. Yeah, he's, like, in in the zone. So Selena like makes the decision to fall back and drive behind Pam and she like makes this like stealth like but also dangerous move um like turn or whatever and so Nolan's like that was some good you know last like last minute thinking there and we we see Angela Nyla and Aaron like all on their way to the victim's address and like they need to scrub all of Pam's social media posts like they're not going to that empty parking lot or whatever and so they know that Pam's a lawyer. Aaron's like already in the car, like already put in a call to her old law firm. And it turns out that she had a criminal defense practice. Um, and so like there's no telling who she pissed off. And so Angela gives him an attaboy. And Aaron's like, well, if I want to become a detective but before I'm 30, I got to be on my game, right? Because he's partnered up with them for the day so that he can like kind of shadow them. So, like, we see Chenford pull into an abandoned parking lot, 
they see like a bunch of teenagers there like loitering and skateboarding and stuff and gray tells them to like clear it out the bomb squad's on the way so you know chenford's like going to work getting these kids out um and john and selena get pam's mobile number and give her a call um and so like he reassures her that like she's gonna be okay and he just needs to follow them she needs to follow them first and so pam like mentions again that she was told to keep driving otherwise she would die and so john debunks that and he's like you know bomb squad said there's no way that there's a gps on that collar and you know the bomber can't tell if she stopped or not and so they get to the abandoned parking lot and pam is like gonna park by the orange cone that tim's setting out and she's spiraling talking about how lonely she is um and john just reassures her that like you know he's there to help everyone is there um and just as SWAT gets up to the window of her car, the collar starts beeping and the bomb goes off. And so kind of after they get everything cleaned up or at least somewhat contained, uh, the bomb squad confirmed that the bomb appears to be homemade. So it's just, you know, using items that you can find at any hardware store. And uh, we find out that most likely the device was on a timer, but they'd have to put the bomb back together to be sure. Which, like, how do you put a bomb back together after it, like, literally exploded? I don't know. The heck is I know. But that's what Bomb Squad's there for. So, Nolan and Selena have the job of making the death notification, though, to Pam's mom. Um, And so, you know, we kind of go away from that for a minute. And we see Angela tell Nyla and Aaron that the bomb explosion is now a homicide. And Aaron's like, that's strange, though, because bombs are usually ma- used for, like, mass casualty events. Like, you know, if you wanted to target just one person, like, a gun would be easier or whatever. So Nyla got, like, video footage from Pam's house. And they watch, you know, the footage to see a guy in a hoodie holding Pam at gunpoint, like, walking into the uh like kind of guiding her back into the house and the only other footage that they have is him still holding a gun to her and they're walking out to the car and so by pam's body language and expression in the video they deduce that like she doesn't seem scared she seems to know who is at the door and so selena and john are outside of pam's pam's mom's house like about to give the death notification and selena's like yeah can i like i can do it um and so she's like you know i gotta make my first one at some point like why not today and john's okay with it like he gives her some advice and he's like you know don't speak in euphemisms just be direct and so she mentions that the death notification they received about her sister like she remembers that vividly saying like and the police saying we found her and so she's like i know how important this is like i've got this so we go back over to Angela, Nyla, and Aaron, and Angela mentions that Pam was in was in an in-house console um, at Sunvale Oil, like the, for the last five years. So security like emailed her list of people who sent threatening letters, and they're gonna send the first guy. They're gonna go and visit the first guy and question him. And so as they're driving, like, so the trio is off to go question this guy. But as John and Selena are driving, like, he notices that she's pretty quiet. And um, so he reminds her that, like, what they've gone through today is a lot, but, like, their shift isn't over yet. And Selena's like, yeah, I'm fine. There was a lot. I mean, the music got me, though. My gosh. Because they played the sad music, and I was like, nope, can't do it. Yeah. Because this is, like, the the look on her face. (laughs) Yeah, even, like, the look on her face. Like, 
Lissette's expressions in this episode knocked it out of the park. And both of these episodes knocked it out of the park. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it was just, there was a lot going on in this episode. And then there were just so many like transitions and cuts and like, and just the way that the entire episode was filmed, like through the body cameras. Oh my God. Amazing. It reminded me of 309 when they did that for Amber. Yes. Um, also coincidentally a major chenford yes. <laughs> episode so. and it was like high stakes it was a high stakes case yeah apparently mm-hmm. all things happen for chenford under high stakes cases no big deal they could deal Mostly. under pressure yeah i mean you know 101 had tim being shot for crying out loud so yeah 120 he was yeah. infected yeah mm-hmm. anyway sorry tangent yeah. <laughs> sorry i'm just thinking about chenford <laughs> here on. no big deal um <laughs> Yeah, so then Bailey calls and, like, you know, she's under the house and she's determined to find the culprit of the noise that they were talking about in the morning. So John's like, why are you down there by yourself? And she's like, well, I'm not alone. Like, I FaceTimed you. And he's like, yeah, that's not the same. And so she makes them think that, like, she heard something. And so the screen goes dark and, like, we hear her scream. And she comes back and it's a very creepy clown. Literally, I was like, nope. The nope. way that John recoiled was literally me, too. I was like, okay, I don't necessarily not like clowns, but, like, they're not my favorite. That one? I don't no. like them. I Get was that just like, screen. I couldn't just, anytime there's, like, a jump scare, I will, I will, I will react to the jump scare. Yeah. Like, um, get that off the screen. That's not, that's almost as creepy as that, like, messed up bear. teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. That Rosalind gave him. Yep. Or, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But it, I mean, the clown like comes back and it's just, I mean, it's kind of funnier, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, So then, you know, Bailey asks if she should move it. And John's like, yeah, like move it right now. And so Selena's like, no, not until he consults an exorcist. So like, I don't know. I just love the dynamic of these three. Like, it's just so good. So then we kind of cut over to Chenford and we see them driving another car, like speeds past them. Um, and so they're like, okay, that was odd, but all right. And so they get up next to the driver and they see that he's got a bomb collar on as well. And so they need a way to communicate with him. So Lucy hands over her phone and like, well, Tim's trying to talk to the victim and this guy Creighton like turns on the radio and he hears about Pam being killed and he pulls over to the side of the road. He gets out. He's like, I'm not getting killed today. And he's so like, fuck that. Like yeah. he's like, no. Not so even. he takes a pair of garden shears or whatever they were, like from the truck, and he gets the collar off, and it's fine. Like the bomb didn't go off. Um, but Tim and Lucy are like, you know what? We better like back up because who knows? And so I don't know if you caught this on the first watch, but so they're hiding behind the shop door, right? Mm-hmm. And Tim like pulled her over. I did not catch this on the first watch, but like when they stood up, like finding out that he was okay, Tim's hand was on Lucy's arm. I don't know. Well, I, I noticed his something. like his hand was on like her shoulder when they were like bent like down a yeah. little bit, like crouched behind the door. But like everything happened. See, this is what I, I mean. Like I appreciated the camera angles, but like I couldn't, <laughs> like I couldn't tell that he like I actually know. like pulled her back. I'm gonna um, need it in slow mo and like. Well, like yeah. front like, pacing like, yeah yeah but yeah no it was still good and like yeah. but oh my god the, that guy because i was literally i was like 
at my TV. I was like, don't take it off. Don't take it off. It's yeah. gonna, like, I was like so worried because I didn't expect the first one to detonate. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, like, no, that did not just happen. So yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. And then because like, the, I thought just because the guy was so like, you know, screw, screw this. Like, I'm not dying this way. I was like, oh dear, it's going to be bad. But yeah. Yeah. It was just like, all right, well, I feel like you just spoke that out into existence too, but okay. Yeah. So like bomb squad rolls up, you know, it says the bomb was on a timer and, you know, he had three minutes left. And so they can't completely tell like how long Creighton had it on the timer, had on the timer. So Tim like asks him what time the device was activated. And he's like, I don't know, probably like, when, you know, maybe an hour ago, if that, like maybe less than that. So they'll pull the GPS off the car. And so Creighton also shares that the guy's name is Richard Dormer. And he used to work with his sister at Sunvale Oil. And so Lucy's like, do you know Pam? And um, Creighton's like, what's going on? Like, she tells him about Pam and he's like, you know, what's going on? Um, And so he says, like, Richard told him that, you know, if he didn't put on the collar that he would be killed. And so Creighton's like, well, Richard's sister was killed. And, you know, we found out some backstory on that. And so it turns out that she was sent abroad to work, like, for work was kidnapped and killed and so richard dormer is looking to get revenge on the people who sent her abroad um and so tim asks like how him and pam were involved and it turns out that it was creighton and pam's call like to negotiate things and pay the ransom um and so then tim calls like for nolan and selena to pick up dormer and to proceed with extra caution so we see nolan and selena go in uh with angela nyla and aaron is like back up and they all pull up to dormer's place and he's like sitting outside on a bench or something just like waiting and he's wondering if they're all there for him like he knows how this ends and he's like i don't mind going to prison and i'm just like well this seems too easy it was like, like this classic like almost stereotypical like extra creepy yeah like, that guy like just very kind of like almost nonchalant about it like yeah. he kind of knows like what he's done and he knows like what's gonna happen but he just kind of doesn't care because he almost he appeared to like have nothing to lose even yeah. though he, he he like wanted a lot mm-hmm. from the situation you know like he yeah. wanted to gain a lot from it too yeah i was like this is too easy and yeah. also we're like what halfway through the episode at this point i yeah. was like yeah stuff's still gonna go down so angela calls for a bomb squad to like search the house before they process it and dormer's like you don't have to be afraid like the third bomb is already out there and nyla calls over the radio to chenford and they're like you know the ceo is the third person responsible for this like he's not answering his phone so angela's getting a warrant to track it and tim mentions that creighton's gps had 43 minutes from the time it was activated and so Nyla's like well what's with the 43 minutes and Tim's all sassy and it's like you're the detective like you figure it out or whatever so like we see John and Selena driving with Dormer and he's like you know there was nothing innocent about Pam like she got exactly what she forced his sister to experience 43 minutes of terror and darkness and so then John reminds him that Pam and Creighton didn't kill his sister kidnappers did and Dormer just insists that like he trusted them and that they let her die and so john like puts together the pieces and he's like 
Pars Henry Parsons, the CEO, like isn't driving around like the others were. And so John calls Angela and Nyla and they're like, you know, he's on his way to Sunvale Oil and the third bomb is going to take out the entire company. So the team gets to Sunvale Oil office. Selena's waiting outside with Dormer and Nyla, Angela and Aaron all go in like to help get everyone out and ultimately Nyla like finds Nolan. Um, but Nolan's with Parsons who is live streaming the whole thing and Dormer wants an apology live streamed and so like he's holding hostages um and John tries John like talks him down gets the hostages out and Parsons is like I've had the collar on for about 40 minutes and so Nolan's like great so we have about three minutes before like we're done um and so Selena gets serious with uh Dormer in the car and she's like you know how do you disarm the bomb like um you know, my T.O. is in there. And so Dormer won't give it up. Like, he, before he gives directions, he wants um the apology first. And so, like, they're on the phone with Nolan, and they are communicating that way. Um, But Nyla comes in, and, like, she tells them that the bomb squad is almost there. And she's like, John, like, it's time to go. And John's not leaving. I mean, that's just classic John. But so Selena calls him, tells him what what Dormer is willing to do. And Parsons is like, yeah, I didn't do anything now. So after John talks some sense into him, like Parsons gives the apology. Dormer ends up telling John to cut the green wire. But Selena's like looking at him and she's like, yeah, something's still not right. And so just as John is about to kill, like, or cut the wire, um, Selena's like, no, cut the red one instead. Like, Selena's sure about it, and so he cuts the wire, they're good. Like, everything was fine. Um, Because Dormer said the wrong wire just so that, like, Parsons could still be killed. So, at the end of the episode, John, like, thanks Selena for saving his life, and she reciprocates his gratitude by, like, showing her own. And she's like, you know, I couldn't, you know, I'm a better officer because you're my T.O. So, yeah, mm -hmm. we got a sweet little moment with them, but... yeah. I just love their dynamic. Yeah. Well, it was good, like, because Selena was able to kind of use, like, her um, own, like, backstory, you know, with her, like, mm -hmm. sister to, like, help kind of get through, which I didn't know. I really didn't think it was going to work. But then, of course, when, yeah. they, like, the wire thing, I was like, oh, crap. Like, he totally kind of played them again. Yeah. Well, but, and, like, even her instincts. Like, she knew that something was still not right when he said that. Yeah. So, Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's about it for all the bomb storyline. It was wild. I mean, there's still like the Chenford one. Or well, yeah, I put that one in there. So yeah, yeah. that's about it. Yeah, well, because like Chenford's like personal conversations were like interspersed. Yeah. And same with like what kind of going. Yeah, on. same with what Angela and Isla and Aaron were working on. I was like, this yeah. is a lot. But yeah. I feel like that's just how the rookie is. Like, they're chaotic, yeah. just like we are. So, mm -hmm. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, coincidentally also happened in, like, 309, too. Because they were having, you know, like, the... Yeah. Like, major search for the um, mom and the baby. So, like... Yeah. They had, like, their personal conversations interspersed with... Yeah. Them trying to find people, so... <laughs> you know what I just thought about? Okay. Another little mini tangent here is... Chenford always talks about personal stuff while like obviously the body cams and the cameras are on like all the time but like 
it's all these episodes where they're like recording and we're watching it through the body camera point of view and they're talking about personal things like 309 lucy was like you know i think that i have feelings for you like fake confession and it was just like about her last day this episode it's like you should break up with chris i don't know why i don't want to like i was like wow these two are loud they're loud fine but like okay wait okay so see then that makes me think because like 309 is like fake confession right well then yeah now it's like real confession 509 literally two seasons from later. like i mean mainly from lucy's point but then like tim was the one to actually like make the move but lucy was yeah. the one to you know like confess the more of the feelings so. i mean we love to see it we love to see a woman going after what she wants we do I mean, a man too, but yes. yeah. I yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I was, I mean, I was glad that, like, Lucy showed vulnerability, but I was still, I was like, yeah, Tim, you go, buddy. <laughs> like, like, he yeah. just, like, made the move, and I was like, oh, okay, like, I like this. I don't know who I was, like, wanting to make, like, the move and, like, I wanted say their confession too. first. So I like, was, I, I don't know who. I, I just was good with that. I was happy either way, I guess. But I honestly was not expecting anything. No. Like, I wasn't. Until Robert Bella's article came out. Well, see, I was like, the wind is over. No, it's going to be a cliffhanger. It's going to be, you know, da-da-da. Like, they're just going to, you know, like, one of them's going to come up to the other's door, and then they're going to stare at each other, and then the screen's going to fade to black. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen. So, because I literally thought they weren't going to talk. Like, I thought it was going to be awkward. Like, yeah so, so oh for awkward. sure i mean it kind of was oh. awkward too it was like, but like it wasn't in some yeah. ways it was kind of the same kind of banter and at first i was like how is 508 and 509 gonna be like like a two-hour winter finale and not be right. connected at all yeah. and then we saw that and i was like okay this is this is great like i'm yeah. i'm here for this so yeah yep so for well Jenford and Christian, technically. Yeah. Because they're both they're both <laughs> happening. It's like two um I mean, I guess perpendicular tracks. But I mean, for a hot know. minute, Lucy yeah. was caught in a love triangle. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but starts off, um, Chris and Lucy are just like taking a walk, like a stroll or something in the morning. I don't know. Um and you know they're all happy and stuff and chris has mentioned how you know things are going so good between them um and lisa's like yeah no it is like you know because they've overcome you know so much um you know recently and um it's then that he mentions like oh you know we should take the next step and like move in together like getting their own place because lucy's like um the apartment's not big enough (laughs) like they can't make that work um so he's like yeah let's like get our own place like even with you know space for tomorrow um which i thought was nice like i thought it was nice of him to like know that she you know wouldn't Mm -hmm. just abandon tomorrow Um, but also the fact that he was like yeah like we could get like a converted garage and like put you know she can have that i'm like you're gonna put her out in the garage yeah i kind of thought that was odd because i was like yeah no and for a minute until someone had like responded to the tweet or whatever i was like why doesn't he just move into her place and then someone was like because he almost got like murdered there and i was like true but like 
it's oh i mean yeah i don't know to me i guess i i wasn't thinking yeah yeah to me i'm like why i mean i wouldn't go and buy a house with someone that like i'm just dating and like we haven't really said i love you or like she hasn't reciprocated that like we never really saw a kiss or anything i'm like Chris, I don't well, know. I, I like posed that question on Twitter too because I was like, "Did I just black it out? Like, did I just I block it out and like just completely ignored that they like might have actually kissed?" And then they yeah, like, and everyone was like, "No." Like, okay, good. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, um, Lucy's like, "Well, okay, like, yeah, we'll talk tonight about it." You know, like she'll, you know, she'll think about it. Um, and cue Chris being like yeah I'll start looking at listings and I'm like dude that is the wrong thing I was like this is just gonna go downhill from here like it's just gonna start to snowball um and um obviously like Jennifer had mentioned since like um Aaron's working with Angela and Nyla for the day um doing detective work um it means that Tim and Lucy are gonna ride together which (laughs) I just thought it was great. Um, people on Tumblr had um have done parallels um to t- uh to thirteen mm-hmm. and this episode where like you know Gray kind of catches on like you know when Lucy congratulates Tim about being a sergeant um kind of in a similar vein with this because like Gray's like is there any reason why you guys can't like work together and they're like no we're good they're so awkward um and so hence why i I seriously thought it was going to be like silence for the most part or like i i just didn't expect lucy to like automatically break the ice first and like ask Mm -hmm. him how you know single life is treating him um she was so awkward about it too and i was like uh, and i forgot for a minute that like she did know about him and ashley yeah i forgot about that too yeah yeah um you know and he's like oh it's good you know there's no one to um you know complain about when i watch football on sundays or you know like you know he's just he's living the dream kind of um Mm -hmm. and she's like what like what have you been doing like you haven't gone out of your house have you and he's like i've walked kojo he's like that really doesn't count like there's so much more like in la to do yeah um and the fact that she's like trying to get him out and like do stuff i'm like oh Mm -hmm. big girlfriend energy right there yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um but you know tim's kind of like i'm good you know he's kind of content like with you know what he's been up to um and i mean i guess you'd call it an interruption like because while chris calls in with like the first well it's like he's standing in front of the house that has like the you know it's like an like he saw the open house sign so he went Mm -hmm. in and like checked it out um and he's like so excited about it (laughs) like so excited he's like the sunshine in the situation and lucy's a little bit of like the grumpy because she's like oh my gosh i just loved it so much that like they showed just the complete like differences in their expressions because mm-hmm. she like she was just like oh okay like yeah uh-huh like you could just see she was just not excited um about it obviously because they're you know in the midst of this like case that they're trying to do and it's just like 
it's awkward. I mean, I would feel awkward even if like, I don't know. I just, yeah, I would just feel awkward like taking a personal call, like a FaceTime call with like, someone else sitting like right there. Like, I don't know. And literally your body camera on for yeah. work. Like, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but obviously given their history, there's like, you know, even more awkwardness with, you know, Chris um, on the phone. And um, I didn't actually like, well, I know that like Chris said, you know, love, like, you know, cause she's like, okay, can we like talk about this later? And he's like, okay, yeah, sure. Love you. And then she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and she kind of like hung up the phone. <laughs> like she was just awkward about it. Um, And Tim, you know, like you could see from the sneak peek that he was like looking over kind of at her phone. Um. But then, like, when she hangs up, he asks her if she and Chris are moving in together. And, like, literally, Lucy immediately was like, no. <laughs> um, yeah. And Tim, you know, is kind of like, well, why? Like, that's the logical next step. And, like, she knows that they're, you know, they're good together. And he's great. And they're great. And, like, just, you know, she knows, like, like, th- like, what, like, she acknowledges what he's saying, but doesn't, like, get a chance to explain a little bit more like as mm-hmm. to maybe why she's hesitant because you know they um get this super random call like I literally didn't understand why this had to be in here to be Same. honest like yeah. I well I mean I guess it was kind of I liked how they did the sneak peek though and included like both the parts like without the separation yeah. but I wasn't expecting the separation <laughs> yeah. then when it actually aired um so yeah, they get this like random um kind of like domestic call and literally there are people beating up their cars with golf clubs. Yeah. I was like I was like what? I was like this is like the oddest call ever. And they literally like they kept going. Yeah. Until Tim was like drop your weapons and there's and they're like that's a golf club. <laughs> it's like drop them like they didn't mm-hmm. care. Like um and so they're like beating up each other on each other's cars because of like uh just the we really... don't even really know what they're fighting over. Well, because we? like the one lady said gar like the garbage cans or something like weren't moved and they needed yeah. to like take you know take care of those. But then someone else was saying something about like I don't even know, like some like game or something. I don't know. Like it was so random. And then mm-hmm. literally though, they were like the um well the guy and the girl like they it just kind of resolved itself because they just were like oh i'm sorry no it's okay like you know yeah they're good like they have you know a uh you know auto repair shop on speed dial so like they're good like those guys yeah. cars fixed up and it's fine and i was just like what was the point right like i really just didn't understand because they didn't even have to do anything they didn't even have to like you know take anyone in or like you know because it like there was nothing like no one wanted to like file any charges or anything so no one had to be arrested like i just just didn't get it i just really didn't get it i mean i could see if it was like you know it made lucy reflect on like oh yeah normal couples like argue and stuff and like chris and i Mm -hmm. don't or whatever and tim kind of brought or like she kind of brought it up later but even though it was like yeah it didn't really make any sense yeah like it was kind of just like thrown on in there and really there were enough calls and enough like action that we didn't need that so yeah yeah 
Um, and so a little bit later, um, Chris like calls again, like they do the FaceTime thing, which I thought was fun. Cause we hadn't seen that in like, at least between like couples, um, mm-hmm. like in a while. Um, and so Chris calls again with another like house option and they're like really in the midst of the, um, like bomb threat and they're trying to focus on work and she like cannot do this right now. She's just like, yeah just like um and he even mentioned because he wants to move on it like this housing offers like i have this great place like we you know we need to like move on it like right now if we want to get it and she's like um well i don't know and she just like is stumbling over and even chris even chris is like hey i know like you're probably busy but i'm like dude read the room like she is yeah i don't know wasn't there another episode or scene where she was dealing with a lot or whatever and Chris just like wanted to make it all about him or something and I was like dude read the room maybe was it about the Roslyn stuff maybe a little I don't know though I can't remember if there was like a specific thing I don't know but I was like dude this is not oh well, maybe when she came home from the undercover school and then like the first yeah. thing he asked was like oh hey, yeah can you do this for me and I'm yeah. like can can you wait just a minute and like i understand his intent like you know he wasn't meaning to like overstep but it's like he just really i don't i mean i'm sure this was like intentional like by the writers to like you know give this breakup you know like put some like motion um behind it but like i don't know because i thought they kind they kind of listened well to each other and like i thought they were kind of on the same page of course I mean, Lucy really had never said she loved him. Yeah. At all before, you know, before any of the Rosalind stuff, before the, you know, awkwardness kind of happened with her and Tim and everything. So, yeah. I, mean, I guess it makes sense, but it just, I don't know. It was just, it was just odd because it like, he called, okay, so he called, or well, video called, um, FaceTimed, yeah. Yeah, FaceTimed like twice. And he texts her later. And I'm like, dude <laughs> like stop like yeah. this is awkward like, kind of take the hint here like she's busy yeah. with work yeah I don't know I just didn't really see him as like a like coming across as like a needy or like a, not annoying but like they kind of made it like that a little yeah. bit um I don't know but um you know I mean it was like cool of Tim to like you know pull his like tough T.O. voice and be like chat chat with your boyfriend on your own time yeah um yeah he could totally see that she was like uncomfortable with it so yeah Yeah. um and I just thought I thought it was interesting that Lucy like once she hung up she was like thank you yeah like she really like they just knew what the other needed without even having to like say it so um and you know Tim being Tim's like look if you don't want to move in with him like just tell him that like and she's like yeah but why don't I want to like she you know Lucy being Lucy she wants to get to you know the kind of psychology behind it like why don't I want to um it reminded me of Lucy and Nolan like walking in the hospital hall or whatever and she's like but why doesn't he want to work with me like you know why doesn't he want me as his aide so yeah yeah well it also reminded me of the fact that like Lucy did the like checklist or whatever with Tim of like the stages of a relationship and now 
here her own relationship is like deteriorating because of this misstep yeah wow i just yeah. put that together now See, this was... is what happens when i process live people there were so many parallels to Someone like needs to like make that emily if you're listening emily <laughs> can you just make the whole video please just be like three and a well, I guess this happened what in five oh eight, so I mean almost two seasons apart, but yeah, um, yeah, three oh nine and five oh eight. You're welcome, yeah, everyone. <laughs> but anyway, um, and like, so she's like, "Well, why?" Because like we're good, you know. Because he had asked, like, "Well, are you guys happy?" Like earlier, and she was like, "Yeah, we're happy. Like we're great." Like, and obviously, she wasn't very like convincing. Yeah. Um, because she kind of took like a beat on each of the like kind of questions that he had asked, um, like before answering and stuff. And um, you know, this is where the I guess this is where the golf club couple from earlier fits in, because you know, he's like she's like, Oh, well, you think like we should be we should be like the couple from this morning? He's like, No, it's not what I'm saying. Like, he just wondered like if they don't like fight because they actually don't disagree on anything or because like they don't think it's worth the bother and this is where we saw the um you know from the sneak peek he tells her that you know she deserves someone who's like worth the effort and so that was a nice thing i like that they put the little montage like in the sneak peek but i'm kind of glad they didn't like include it because i would have like just it would have been awfully even a little more yeah awkward just because of the seriousness of the situation that they were in like with the threat mm-hmm. and whatnot um, yeah yeah but, but also um, like the chenford intern put that together just for us i know like, like so god bless them yeah like yeah give them a raise. honestly <laughs> the chenford intern was just like tweeting last night and they i mean you could just tell they were living their best life yeah yeah it's so good yeah um and so, like I had said, um, Chris had texted Lucy later with even more home listings. Um, and she's like, it's in Monrovia. Who the hell wants to live in Monrovia? Mm-hmm. And Tim's like, well, looks like Chris does. <laughs> like, he did that, too, like, later um, when she was like, you know, like, do you love him? Yeah. And he's like, well, he loves you. Like, he just kind of, like, he just kind of, like, spoke like just the classic like i just know this from every like kind of rom-com or like you know movie thing it's like the one guy pointing out what the other guy might say just to show the like kind of flawed logic yeah relationship yeah um yeah and oh my god i just can't like i just i can't i can't they were literally so loud for everything like bold moves yeah all across the board yeah well because like i wasn't expecting the like lucy to be like well he's you know he's a great guy and everything but he's not and then just like stop (laughs) and look at him like yeah that got me i was like okay i'm done like i didn't (laughs) even care at that point if we got anything else because i was like oh okay it's gonna you know like I just thought they were going to go back to being awkward and like not talk about it. So like the fact that the, um, the like their end scene happened, I'm like in shock. (laughs) 
it literally took everything in me to like pick my jaw up off the floor after 508 and that end scene and like watch 509 then i was like wait you mean to tell me that we have another hour of the rookie yeah i was like i had to pick up my phone and like actually be a functional human and try to live tweet and i'm like oh hell yeah i was like oh my god and then it just like picked right back up and i was like yep okay so we're doing this that was honestly the main reason for this two-hour feature of the rookie obviously because like none of the other storylines like really like went over into 509 it was more so just chenford so basically the winner finale i mean obviously just like served us with all the chenford goodies so yeah it took everything in me to not think about chenford today and that was hard (laughs) i just like well and like um abc like the youtube channel finally posted the um end scene so that was nice we'll hopefully pull some audio yeah so you guys can you know bask in the chenford of it all yeah i don't know i was just like and then we've seen that uh robert bella was like wait just wait until 5 10 and i was like you mean to tell me that this is not over like we're getting more but yeah yeah, yeah. and people were like wondering like if 5 10 is gonna be the date and i'm like well i don't even like i'm still like i said i'm still like in shock i don't understand like mm-hmm. i mean i do understand but i like not actually comprehending like that they're actually like going to like that they've admitted their feelings and they're gonna go yeah. out on the date. Like I feel like the date's not gonna happen until like five eleven. I mean maybe. I don't know. Cause I mean they've got the crossover. That's true. And I don't know. I just don't see it happening for five yeah. ten. Mm-hmm. I see worry Lucy in five ten, but I don't think I see the date happening. Yeah. I and I don't like... think it would be like five minutes of like the date i think it would be yeah. a full-fledged thing yeah but... well i just want to know though like if anyone if like 510 can at least be like someone else fine can someone clue john nolan in first though just because i just want to know his reaction yeah <laughs> that's what i want um and also can like brendan find out because you know lucy and brendan are besties so oh that's right yeah Oh my god, I can only imagine Brendan's like reaction to it. I mean, we d- we don't know how much they like know each other or hang out or whatever or talk, but I feel like Brendan would be like, you know what? You go, girl. Like, you do mm-hmm. your thing. Yeah. 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 But. Oh, man. See, now you made me just think how I need more like um, Brendan and Chenford <laughs> scenes. So, yeah. thank you for that. I mean, we do. If someone would like to write a fanfic about their like friendship, Brendan and Lucy's friendship, and how they like rope Laura and Tim into it, mm-hmm. I would love you forever for that. Yeah, yeah, That's so great. So I great. don't, I don't know where we left off in the outline. We just started rambling oh, about Chun Party. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> we. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. I, I don't know. But but we're pulling the audio for the scene because it's just yeah. too good. And like, yeah, that's that's it. That's it. We have no other words about Chenford. 
Except we have many, and they're just not coherent. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we need to talk. <laughs> Let me guess. Chris wants to buy a house in Chatsworth? No. <laughs> this clearly isn't working out. I don't know why you won't just admit it. Unless, I mean, is it guilt? Is it because of what Rosalind did to him? Oh, like I'm the only one that stayed too long when things aren't working? You dated a lifeguard. You don't even like going to the beach. This isn't about me. Uh, no, it's not. This is not about me. This is about you staying in this safe relationship because you're scared. Of course I'm scared. If we do this and it doesn't work, I'll have ruined the most important relationship in my life. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have missed no. it. Um... You're right. So we should just keep going the way we have been, right? It's not worth the risk. Unless it is. <laughs> Do you want to get dinner sometime? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I, so, oh. Okay. No, no, it's just, um, not yet. I owe it to Chris to end things the right way with him. Ask me again. Later. After. Deal. Next is Aaron. Um, and he is, he's just like, he's adorable. He's like pacing outside of Gray's office, trying to work up the courage to like ask him about training to become a detective. And Aaron like brings it up to Gray, you know, he's like, I'll do anything to make it happen. And Gray's like, okay, shadow Aaron or shadow Harper and Lopez for today. So Aaron like walks up to them and he's just so excited. Like he's the emoji with the hand on the forehead, like saluting. Like, I mean, literally. That's literally what he was. And Nyla points out that, like, she knew that Gray would sign off on it. So, I mean, Aaron <laughs> went to her to talk about it first. And Angela's like, I didn't realize that you wanted to become a detective. And Aaron's like, yeah, it seems like the best way to make sure that other people aren't railroaded like I was um, is to become a detective because the detective that was on my case, like, dropped the ball. Um, and so they warned him about being you know kind of like moving up in the ranks and you know they're like the hours are brutal like cases are emotionally devastating and Aaron doesn't really say anything but I feel like if he did he would just be like I'm willing to give it a shot like you know let's see what today brings and so Angela proposes with starting the test and she's like you can see the looks on the two women like that they're giving each other this entire episode it was perfect and so the first test is a game of five questions and it's like to help him figure out which questions are the right ones to ask. And so like, so Angela's like, yeah, I'll send over the case file. Like you can look it over and you can ask us five questions and only five. And so it has like, it makes him carefully think about like what he needs to know to solve the case. So like, as they're patrolling, like Nyla asks Aaron, if he set up his first question and he's like, yeah, like was the victim seeing anyone? And we know that she was and like she had like she had access to the grounds or he had access to the grounds. And so another question is like, did he have an alibi? But he did not. And so the entire time 
Nyla and Angela are just like looking at each other, like smiling, smirking at each other in the front seat. And I don't know. I just, I love this dynamic duo. Like not even just the duo, but the trio as a whole. It was Mm -hmm. so good. So Aaron like has his third question ready to go later in the episode. And he's like, you know, did she have a criminal record? And it turns out that the victim in the file, who's not Pam, because the two cases like kind of are going along with each other. Um, was suspected of stealing small artifacts from the museum and selling them on the black market. So while this dynamic trio is like on the way to question the first suspect in the bomb case, Angela's like, how's that case file coming along? And Aaron's like, you know, I haven't really been thinking about it. Like, it just kind of seems silly after everything that's went on. And Angela shares that being part of that part of being a detective is juggling cases, like switching gears and so Aaron looks at his notes and he points out what they know about the boyfriend and the artifacts broker, both heavy motives. And so his fourth question is, is did the guard take the job at the museum in order to gain the access to the artifacts? And Nyla's just like, that. you know, that's hard to say because they know that her black market contact is like also her high school sweetheart. And Aaron's assuming that like, you know it's foul play but maybe the victim committed suicide or got drunk and like had an accident and i was like is there a question in there like you know you're almost out of questions so at the end of the episode like they're wrapping up the shift and aaron's like yeah i think i solved the case um he didn't even need all five questions and i was like <laughs> wow he's cocky um, yeah i was like that was his first mistake yeah <laughs> Like, even use that fifth question. Like, even if it's not something that you think that, like, you need. Um, But Aaron's theory is that the victim was dating one of the scientists and she was part of the smuggling ring that, like, sold artifacts on the black market. And so he was like, was it a jealous lover or a criminal enterprise gone wrong? And then just the way that he, like, got excited about this, I was like, oh, my God, we need to see more of Aaron Thorson just, like, getting into cases and everything and he was and he's like it's actually both like they found out and they killed her together and Angela's like yeah you've got a long road ahead of you before you become detective and Aaron's like was I at least close like you know where did I go wrong and they had said that Aaron never asked the age of the remains and he's like yeah but the file said that she was 32 when she went missing um and I was like, yeah, but the bone was thousands of years old. So in this case, the killer was a saber-toothed tiger. And Aaron's just like, Aaron assumed that there was a connection between the female remains and the missing woman. And I was just like, first rule of investigations is never to make assumptions. Like, I just, I really hope that they take him under their wing more. Because mm-hmm. it was really good. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, that's about it for the Aaron stuff. I liked the ending of it because yeah. I literally thought he was going to be at least close because I was like oh okay love triangle like you know he's kind of known yeah. like you know knows the like celebrity you know like interpersonal yeah. relationship side of things and he's obviously is good at social media and you know getting contacts and stuff and I'm mm-hmm. like okay it's going to be right up his alley like it's actually going to be successful and it, <laughs> it just wasn't and I was like oh that was a yeah. total fail I loved the Aaron Nyla Angela of it all but mm-hmm. This and the golf club call, I was like, I feel like we didn't need these. Like, the storyline was so heavy anyway that I was like, 
Yeah, I don't think we really needed it, but I did love seeing the dynamic. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had like a little bit of Lopez, like a little, little bit. Listen, really. I'll take what I can get. So there. Yeah, they did their end moment yeah. though was so cute. I was like, I was so happy when they posted that picture on um the Twitter page. I was like, yeah. I know Jennifer is like freaking out right now. <laughs> uh, my Lopez heart. It was yeah. It was thriving along with my Chenford heart. Yeah. I was, I was not well last night. <laughs> I just was surprised we actually got to see Baby Jack again, though. I, I know. Like, wasn't expecting to see um, yeah. to see him. Um, but anyway, so for them, um, it's well, Angela's like getting ready to go to work. I mean, Wesley obviously like will eventually, but um, she's like, okay, you're going to take him to the appointment, right? And he's like yeah but like what do i do <laughs> he's yeah. like so good he's like what do i do because he did he's like wesley's like such like the pushover he's like yeah. i don't want him to go to the pediatrician and just feel like you know i took him there to be jabbed with needles yeah and angela's like okay apparently i'm gonna be the disciplinarian mm-hmm. in the relationship um and, you know, she, like, tells him to, you know, like, give, you know, Jack lots of cuddles and just, like, you know, just be kind with him and, you know, like, kind of, you know, give him, like, fun distractions and things, yeah. like, um, and, you know, Wesley being Wesley and Wesley being Wesley with his money, <laughs> like, yeah. cut to when Angela arrives home. <laughs> like there are like so many like so many toys i mean they had like quite a few toys yeah already but there's like i mean like 10 times more Mm -hmm. um and like for example like even though jack has like a basketball hoop um like for outside now he has one for inside as wesley (laughs) pointed out um angela was probably so excited about that too yeah (laughs) like oh my god but it just like took me back though because i literally had that same um basketball hoop and the little um like car like the yellow and red car yeah so i was like wow childhood literally on tv right now they still make those toys and i'm just like wow i just didn't really think it'd be like to like two of the exact same toys that i like knew though (laughs) i had no idea that they still made those exact same like models yeah um yeah but it was cute um i think i want to say it was m on twitter had pointed out that um jack had picked up um a baby yoda yeah yeah which i didn't notice um i didn't either at all and then that made me emotional i was like wow yeah but i was also still just like blacked out from all the chunford stuff i was like you know what at this point like i don't even care and i saw a lot of people on twitter were just like what else is happening in this episode because like chunford yeah 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 um and you know so angela i mean we did get the nice Lopez moment though you know because angela like you know gets wesley like sit with her on the couch and you know they're kind like well and in the very like classic Angela and Wesley way, they're like kind of arguing over like who is, you know, technically Jack's favorite, but you know, each of them obviously thinks that it's like them. Yeah. So they kind of I mean, like 
respectfully agree to disagree but like you know they're being like cute about it Mm -hmm. um yeah and I mean I like I said I was just so surprised to see baby Jack like we actually got like Wolpe's family time I was like whoa (laughs) like we were fed in 508 I mean well because like they deserved a stress-free well okay maybe not I mean I almost kind of wanted to see the actual doctor's appointment though because Wesley was probably the one crying yeah well oh yeah because Angela was like oh no did you cry and he's like yeah that's irrelevant (laughs) totally forgot about that my bad yeah yes but Wesley (laughs) is definitely more of the empath I feel like yeah yeah Oh my god, I I would have loved to see that doctor's office scene at least like after the fact of like yeah. baby Jack just being completely fine and Wesley being like, I'm so sorry that I did that to you. Like yeah, you know, probably don't hate look me or in whatever. the like the rear view mirror every five seconds, and be like, you okay? I'm sorry. Yeah, look at you, ice cream on the way home. I feel like he'll be so like dramatic about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh gosh. Oh. I mean, we had Wopez, we had Chunford, we had Balin. Like, we had a lot of things going on in this episode. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um. So now we'll kind of move on to Balin. It's just the last little part. Like, they had some stuff. Um. And, okay, I was just now thinking about it. And I was like, okay, Tamara is like Tim and Lucy's like pseudo child or whatever is selena john and bailey's like pseudo child yeah yeah because i literally was like why (laughs) why she's staying there again i know i was like what is happening because literally though at first um and she said like two nights and i was like but it's been more than two nights hasn't it yeah i don't know i've lost track so yeah i just like i just wasn't i was like I was like, they were just talking, and then Selena came out, and I was like, okay. Also, like, I would think that it would be, like, frowned upon, because she's, like, his T.O. Like, she's his boss. I don't know. But, like, maybe not, because Bailey's there. I don't know. It's just, to me, I would be like, okay. This is not... Of course, I mean, let's see, though. Let's see. In John's rookie year, he had a relationship with Lucy, which is technically frowned upon he um i guess no well, one probably knows either too so that's true yeah yeah but it is definitely i mean like i don't know i just like i said i just wasn't expecting slander to like come out um yeah in the scene and i was like of course do you want to know else though that i thought was like super funny and i don't even know why i thought this um what? when bailey was like at the um counter or whatever she was wearing like a like light like robe or whatever and i literally thought it was lucy like i literally thought it was melissa for a second like really i had the same like wavy hair yeah and she was just looking down i'll have to go back and watch that me of like lucy so i'll have to go back and watch that i was like nope that makes zero sense (laughs) i was like let's let's not and also no we're no we're we're not going there anyway so yeah but, like, Selena comes out, she's, like, all well-rested and everything, and she's like, I'm going home, I swear. So we find out that there was, like, an annoying sound that was keeping Bailey and Selena up, and John's like, oh, I didn't hear it, like, was I snoring or whatever? <laughs> and they were like, no, it was different than a snoring. And so it was more of, like, a scratchy noise, and John's like, yeah, I'll check the crawl's face when I get home. So Selena 
doesn't beat around the bush. She's like, do you know about the history of your house? And she's like, basically, I just want to know if anyone's died here or if there's any unwanted entities. And John's like, the only one that I'm looking at is right across from me. And yeah, I don't know. I just love their dynamic. And so they're walking through the district and, you know, she's like, yeah, I looked at previous records of your house and like didn't find any anyone like who's died in the house but like the land the story on the land isn't you know whole other thing and so john's like yeah i think i'm just gonna hire an exterminator like it's fine and selena's like you know you should really like broaden your understanding and like have you tried ayahuasca like you know it'll shape the way that you see the world and honestly i would just kind of like to see john nolan try that (laughs) i don't know (laughs) yeah i would like to just see him just for him to like not have control of what's going on for a second would just be hilarious to me yeah so So then like john and selena are patrolling and she just like flat out asks why he and bailey haven't set a date and i was like so we go from like a haunted house possibly to Mm -hmm. not setting a date it was like okay yeah interesting change of events but all right and so john's like yeah we just like have enjoyed being engaged and selena's like yeah i don't buy that like is it something to do with her crazy ex and John's like, how did you know about that? And so she's like, I heard it from other cops. Like, they gossip. And John's just, like, shocked that people gossip about him. And she's like, they don't say anything bad. Like, don't worry. And I'm just like, okay, if they're gossiping about, like, him and Bailey, does anyone else know about John and Lucy? Like, have they gossiped about that? Or, like, what? Like, what else have they said about him? I need to know. Also, like, who starts the gossip? Is it Smitty? yeah like, i was just literally gonna say i was like smitty yeah okay. so then at the end of the episode bailey like welcomes john home and you know says the clown's outside but they walk by the bedroom and the clown is sitting on the corner of the bed and john does like the biggest jump scare and i'm like dude literally same because there's mm-hmm. no way that that clown would be like anywhere near me no. so she- like if i had something that i could like hit it with i would literally just like destroy the clown like right yeah there. I wouldn't even pick it up with my bare hands. I would, like, find something to pick it up with. I'd, like, hit it with a stick. Yeah. (laughs) So, Bailey's like, yeah, we're gonna burn it, like, outside. Um, And so, John's like, okay, but, like, what was making the the noise? And she's like, I found this cute, quote-unquote, dog in a crate! And she's so excited. She's like, can we keep him? And she's like, I'll just give him a bath. And John's like, oh, no. That's not a puppy. That's a coyote. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, how did you get it into the crate? And I'm like sitting here on the second watch, even after the first watch, and I was like, okay, Bailey is a smart woman, right? How did yeah. she not realize that that was not a dog? Yeah, because well, I was like, it almost looked like like just a quick glance. I was like, is it like a box type thing? Or is it like yeah. an actual cat? I was like, oh, no, that is not a dog. I mean, there's dogs that have like the pointy ears like that, and like coyotes or dogs like you know kind of derived from coyotes and wolves and stuff but like i don't know anyone would know that that's not a dog right i don't know i was just like ptsd for me like no but also it is interesting how she got that into the crate but like it looked small enough and it looked like it was like in shock or just kind of like stunned so maybe that's why but i was just like bailey sweetie that's it's not a dog and you're lucky that it didn't do anything to you so yeah. yeah but 
yeah, that's about it for 508. Unless mm-hmm. we have any other notes, but like 509 will take care of that, I'm sure. So, yep. Yeah. Um, so we'll start off with the unexpected death of a suspect um, and Selena's career. And Selena went through it this episode. Like, oh, my poor baby. Like, she went through it. So mm-hmm. Selena and John are patrolling. Like, they see a guy come out of a store. They take off his ski mask. Um, and so then they end up arresting him. And so, like, he's, well, they try to at least. He runs. Selena goes after him. John, like, tries to cut him off somehow. And so him and Selena, like, battle it out, though. Like, he's got her, his, like, hand around her neck. And she's, like, trying to, like, you know, get him off of her or whatever. And they end up taking him to the hospital get to get checked out once Selena gets him arrested. So they get him to the processing room. And, you know, he's like, this is taking too long. Like, I don't even care what I'm charged with. I just need to post bail and get out of here. And so he's kind of, he's unlike other criminals. Um, And so they're like, wonder what makes him so certain to get that his girlfriend will bail him out. And Selena and John, like, don't even leave, like, the area in front of the process, the cell, the holding cell that he's in. And a fight ends up breaking out between the suspect and the other, another detainee. And so John and Selena, like, get involved and, it's like it's a whole brawl in there like other criminals get involved it's just john and selena until like she hits the alarm button Mm -hmm. and so they go back to the hospital to get checked out and um just as john and selena are like finishing up the medics rush in with uh the suspect who we know is named ryan um and tim and so it turns out that he was found unresponsive in a cell and his heart stopped twice on the way there so like they don't end up getting him back like he's gone and selena starts to spiral and she's like you know i'm the arresting officer like it was my responsibility to keep him safe and john's like we have no idea what went wrong like let's not spiral yet and we find out that like we find out what happens if he doesn't pull through um because at this point like they don't totally know that he didn't make it yet and so um tim's like you know it'll be considered an in-custody death and an investigation will be launched to determine like if use of force was within the law or if something she did cause him to be there and so tim's like i have to put you on admin leave for now um you can't act in police capacity until you're cleared and he's like i need your weapon body cam and badge and like everyone kind of makes it clear that she's not fired yet um and so she's like you know what happens if i'm not cleared and Tim's like, you could be facing murder charges. So later in the episode, Wesley and Chris show up to question Selena. And Chris ends up like starting to question Tim. And he's kind of like hostile or just like on edge um, with yeah. him. And like, I don't know, he just didn't try and mask it. Well, because um, I think like since like the whole, um, well, from like last episode even too, because like when Tim was like, talk to your boyfriend on your own time he's like oh is he in a mood like so like chris is just very much like oh maybe he's still in a bad mood yeah yeah um but then chris is like you know because we find out that john is waiting with selena in the interrogation room and chris is like isn't that a conflict of interest like why are you letting that happen and tim's like because he's her union rep like chill um and 
Chris even wants to be walked through the protocols that Tim used after the death occurred, which I think is just like a normal like by the book thing. But I don't know, just the way that Chris was going about it was a little much. So John's sitting with Selena as her union rep. They're like conducting the interview as if she's a suspect in a murder. They start questioning her, tell her that she doesn't have like the right to remain silent. Um, and I don't know, the whole thing was just like heartbreaking for Selena, like her face and her expressions and everything. I was like, oh my God, I really hope that she's innocent in all of this. So um so Chris is just sitting there like he's just got like a stick up his butt for some reason and like you said like I think it's just the way that Tim was with him in 508 but like yeah I mean then there's like I mean the foreshadowing of like what's to come or you know for them but it's like yeah like I don't know I mean I feel like maybe they were just trying to like detach themselves like he and Wesley were since they like know everyone that's kind of involved but still though yeah I was just kind of like okay you can you can take like take it down like just half a notch yeah yeah well that and like chris had already had a couple of scenes with tim and everything and yeah i don't know it was just not we just didn't need it and so selena's like sitting in the briefing room later and no one's like yeah you know you can go home and selena's like no i cannot um and she's like i'm not sure what to feel but john gives her some advice on how to move forward and we're just going to drop the audio here because there was a good callback to, what, 108? And, um... You can go home, you know. No. I can't. What if I'm the reason that guy's dead? I don't think you are. I looked at the body cam footage. That was a takedown any one of us had done a hundred times. More likely... It happened during the fight in processing or pre-existing condition. But even if he had an aneurysm and I'm the reason it went off today, not five years from now. Ryan robbed a jewelry store. He ran from the police. He made those choices. I know what you're going through. In my case, I was directly responsible. I shot and killed a man who pointed a gun at me. And it took me a long time to come to terms with that. But I did. How? How can you do your job knowing it might happen again? By focusing on the good I do. I don't know if I can. So we see Angela and Nyla like question the de- uh ryan's girlfriend and you know who's only been dating him for a short period of time and she's like yeah but like what about his baby like he's got a kid um so lucy and aaron like end up finding the hotel that you know he's staying at and um because they find out that the baby is like kept in a soundproof box when he's like making these runs or whatever yeah i was just like what i was like what baby and what about the box I was yeah like, what the heck and like why isn't like someone watching the baby like it just is weird um so like they arrive to this hotel like as they're walking up to the room um a man like comes out of another room i'm assuming like he was kind of like guarding ryan's room or whatever he pulls out a gun starts shooting at them i don't know how he didn't hit one of them 
because well, they're because yeah, he's like shooting off. It like went off the um balcony is not the right word. Like the second floor, I guess. Yeah, like um, I, I don't know. It was it was a miracle that one of them didn't get shot or hit with a bullet, and so um lucy goes through it a bit like aaron ends up subduing the guy like yeah, oh my like, god well, she had the guy had hands around lucy's neck too i was like yeah what is up with <laughs> the women getting almost strangled like can we not, not do okay. this like yeah. also i need to know if tim knows about that like yeah yeah um so then lucy ends up going to room 263 and like finds the baby awake in a cooler it's literally like a big cooler that you use like for house parties with a vent and lights and stickers it was kind of weird um but you know the baby's safe and at the end of the episode we find out that the coroner's report came back and selena's in the clear so the guy's spleen was ruptured in the fight and it's clear that someone stomped on it so like selena never did anything to him so selena's like i'm still a cop right and nolan's like if that's what you want and she's relieved and selena Juarez is sticking around well until the end of the season hopefully more than that but yeah i'm like please <laughs> yeah i mean Hope we so. knew that selena was gonna be fine like we've yeah. seen lissette filming but i was still just like really we're questioning her character and garza's in yeah. rookie beds i was like mm-hmm. don't like that don't like that no don't like it at all yeah Yeah. so that's about it like for that storyline but like now i think we should move into the storyline that literally everyone came here for (laughs) i was waiting for you i was like okay when's she gonna say that when's she gonna Uh, use that line (laughs) i mean listen i'm just speaking the truth here so yeah yeah um so obviously <laughs> Chen and Bradford are keeping like you know this like future date you know at some point like just all the things like are on the down low until yeah. you know Lucy breaks up with Chris um and so it kind of in a way worked out that like gray was gone so like since tim's acting watch commander like lucy's riding with aaron today so they kind of they had that like space a little bit just to give you know the other some breathing room um i thought it was so funny though that aaron helped lucy practice <laughs> i know i thought it was the funniest thing ever and i was just like oh my god i was just in awe of like true's comedic timing and just like the fact that he like wanted to like he did like the sad version and then yes. he was like oh no I can do an angry one and Lucy's like what? why yeah <laughs> like she was so confused but oh, just the way that of, they like portrayed it was yeah it was amazing so too. good a moment of appreciation for Aaron being like finally <laughs> she's like I like I'm going to break up with Chris he's like okay like he's so on board the fact that Aaron was around for Tim breaking up with Ashley too and was like, you know, I'm yes. here if you want to talk about it. Like, Aaron is single-handedly helping us get to Chenford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, well, see, this is like what I mean, though. I kind of like, there were like quite a few cuts in like, well, at least in this part of the storyline um, for them because then like 
we don't see like well i mean we'll see lucy in a minute but like chris actually (laughs) surprised him by dropping by the station (laughs) i was literally like when he was like he like looked up like from his from the desk or whatever like at the door and i was like okay it's gonna be lucy and i'm like that is not lucy jen yeah (laughs) that's chris i was like really confused um for a minute when he was like can i ask your opinion on something i was like oh my god this man has like a freaking engagement ring like i was like i was like i was like with how how fast he's moving it wouldn't surprise me but also like oh my god this is gonna be so awkward yeah i just i couldn't i was just like i just didn't know what to do with myself in this scene because like i just wasn't expecting chris to like go to tim for advice like it's literally like classic like rom-com like yeah like right here but i mean it makes sense like lucy and tim have worked together and worked closely for the last like five years or five seasons so i mean it makes sense i mean we saw their pseudo first date like you know and how tim and lucy were so true yeah um so it was just weird but it makes sense but i just what i was just surprised um and you know he is asking for advice like about the you know the the house that they're you know planning to buy because you know he he knows her taste you know really well um i just can't it was just so awkward I was just like sitting there and I was like, what is happening? I mean, like, I know mm-hmm. why it's happening, but I was like, at the same time, I was like, I know why it is, but like, seriously, why is it though? I just, was just, it was just, oh my God. And then like, it gets even more awkward though, because like Lucy's coming in. Um, cause she was like, you know, gonna like, I'm assuming talk to Tim and wasn't expecting yeah. Chris to be there. Um, and it was kind of funny how they like did like the camera had to like you know like focus on her for a second then go back to Chris and like focus mm-hmm. on her um and like so obviously like the tensions like escalating a little bit because then they're like oh no everything's good you know like we can you know chat about things later um and you know there's a like Chris gives her like a kiss on the cheek kind of sort of um yeah before he like makes an exit it was still just awkward the kiss on the cheek too yeah i mean i preferred it to the kiss on the hand oh definitely um, yeah earlier this season that that was even more awkward are you kidding me just yeah i don't know um yeah um and so lucy had kind (laughs) of i just thought it was kind of funny that she like I mean, there were, like, two scenarios where she, like, kind of had to, like, wait before she, like, said things and, like, kind of looked around to, like, kind of make sure they were, like, actually alone. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just, I don't know, because, like, everyone was saying, like, you know, um, when 501 happened, you know, they were, like, emotional cheaters or whatever, (laughs) like, you know, or, like, secret, you know, they're going to have a secret relationship. And, like, in a way, it was a little bit secretive for, like, the time being. Until yeah. she could, you know, find the best way to, um, you know, break things off. Um, but um, so Lucy waits till um, he's gone, and like Tim asks, you know, like kind of mistakes her, I don't know, like her nervousness for um, like doubts. Yeah, 
yeah um and she you know because he's like are you having like second thoughts and he doesn't even have to like finish the sentence before she's like no no i'm not like and she just like she has hard eyes he has hard eyes i can't deal with them like yeah i just can't like it's too much Um, i literally have no words to explain their hard eyes besides screams (laughs) yeah yeah and no one really like no one's eardrums need to hear that right now no (laughs) from either of us no 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 just just go listen to the tiktok that we posted (laughs) from yesterday if you need someone like to scream oh my god oh my god that sound came (laughs) up at the right time i found it like i think on instagram rails at first and i was like this has to be on tiktok and if it's not then i'll just like find the way to pull it or whatever and it was on tiktok and i was like oh you already know what i'm gonna do That's so, so funny. yeah um yeah but um so they kind of you know it's like you know like a little like they're they're like this much i'm doing things thinking someone's gonna be able to see this but if you picture like a little bit of a you know like a timeline they're like you know they're going a little bit you know farther mm-hmm. down the road and like they're almost we're almost there um yeah you know, there's just the the you know the breakup that still has to happen um and so like towards the end of their shift um Aaron's you know like insists that they you know can like practice again and Lucy's like no like I'm just gonna go with my gut kind of let things you know like flow naturally like just really like she just has to do it like her own kind of way um yeah and but i thought it was so funny though because then when they get to her apartment she literally says aloud which i want to know if that was like i mean i'm assuming it was in the script but if it was a melissa idea then bless her because it was like just so perfect because she literally says aloud like erin was right i should have practiced more and like if i were chris i'd be like practice what yeah (laughs) um and you know but i mean it it works out because like well okay i guess i shouldn't say works out because like i really did feel bad for chris because like i didn't know that he would understand the um playbook reference that tim had suggested mm-hmm. or what i don't even, mentioned earlier yeah i don't I really, really understand think he was it. Gonna understand i didn't um, really un- even understand it i still don't i'm like okay like whatever <laughs> I mean, because like, I mean, like in like literal terms. I mean, like the playbook is literally like you see every single play that like you yeah. do during a game. Um, and you know, it like it would give you like insight into you know what the other team could try to do because you're like planning, like mapping things out. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I guess maybe like since she kind of like dropped this bombshell on him he was like oh this is her like doing the playbook thing like yeah like you know because he he wanted to know like what she was thinking but he just wasn't expecting that i think um and i just i don't know like because she like she tries to explain herself a little bit but he's just like you know he just like realizes that like what she's saying all it means is that like she doesn't love him like he well i wasn't say like how like how he loves her but i mean it's loved 
past tense <laughs> since yeah. they're done. Um, but I don't know. I just thought like his exit was kind of harsh and like just kind of quick. Like I just didn't know what was going on. I mean, like yeah. I knew what was going on, but I didn't really like. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it really. See, like her wanting him to like sit down and they would talk it all out or whatever. Yeah. I was like, okay, like that to me is very Lucy Chen. Yeah, but I can see Chris being like, you know what? I just I gotta get out of here. Like, yeah, like because I mean, yeah, he to. was just broken up with. Like, yeah. he's not gonna sit there and talk about it. Yeah. I mean, their breakup was a lot better than Ashley and Tim's. Like, I'll just say that right now. I mean, at least she didn't break up with him, like, right as he came out of surgery. But, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But it was just, yeah. I was just, I mean, I get, I get, I get it. He's hurting, you know, because he, he was the one to, like, you know, say he loved, right. loves her and, you know, like, initiate. He initiated a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um. Which kind of, I don't know, that kind of made me think back to, like, what Tim had said in 508, though, of, like, someone that's, like, worth the effort. Like, Chris was putting in effort, it's just... Right. She just she, didn't have feelings for him. Yeah, like, Lucy just wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't there. Like, where well, like, was. Chris was putting in all the effort. I mean, he had to have, like, reflected back. Maybe he did after they broke up, but, like, he had to have been reflecting and been, like, why isn't she putting in the effort here like why isn't she telling me that she loves me or you know wanting to like kiss me or whatever maybe they did in the blank space but like I don't know if it was me and I was Chris I would be like something's off here because like I'm putting in the effort and the other person is not yeah but I don't know I mean Chris was also the one that like hummed like the song that she sang while she was in the barrel and didn't think anything of it so maybe the dude is just clueless like who knows i don't know what's the thing though is like he doesn't see, like he doesn't I seem don't know, like, like it. it yeah like i just i don't know like i hope people can sort of understand what i'm saying when i say i don't know like it just doesn't make sense yeah like, because chris is so like put together and like he is a you know he you know like Lucy said he's a you know great guy like you know she like should be like they should work they yeah you know, should be happy or they are but you know there there's just that like the you know that space of like unsaid things and like of yeah kind of like some conversations I think they might have needed to have like and maybe if they had had them earlier, then it, you know, could have been a different story with, like, Chris and Lucy, maybe. Yeah. Um. But, like, I mean, obviously, you know, like, 99.9% of people are, like, Chenford endgame. So, like, you know, it they're, like, the end-all be-all. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It just, yeah, like I said, if they, maybe if they had had conversations earlier um of course i don't know because maybe chris maybe chris just didn't want to talk like at all about like anything like right or something um i don't know i just yeah anyway i'm going on like a tangent just because i just (laughs) i felt bad for him because i was like he, he did put in effort it just wasn't they just weren't on the same wavelength yeah um yeah yeah um 
and I mean Lucy you know she looked she looked kind of sad like you know sad and but I mean then you know we have you know Tim in Gray's office and Lucy comes like goes all the way back to work just to tell him that you know yes the breakup is done you know albeit it was you know awful and messy but it's done she couldn't even like wait until the next day like that's how you know that she is down bad she's got it bad nope so we're obviously gonna pull the audio for this scene because again we can't do justice yeah why wouldn't we (laughs) I mean, hello. We're chun for trash over here, so. Yeah. What are you doing back? I talked to Chris. How did it go? Uh, awful. Yeah, but it's done. So, did you have something you were going to ask me? Don't make me hurt you. Do you want to go out on a date? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Gray and Luna, which was like a bigger storyline. Um, and okay, I thought about this on the second watch. I was like, I wonder if Gray told anyone in LA, like besides for the dispatch like the team that he called or whatever like Mm -hmm. did tim know did john know like did anyone on his main core team know about this like would assume that like tim would have known because like if he's like gonna be acting watch commander for the right time he's gone but i don't know i mean i don't know gray kind of seems i mean like he seems like kind of like a planner but then at the same time he's like no i'm gonna do what i want when i want yeah Um, yeah especially in this episode yeah yeah but i would think that he would i mean he obviously is to like put him for time off or whatever so like yeah. tim knows how long he's gonna be gone but yeah um so gray and luna are driving through the new york streets and gray's like already hating it i mean luna loves it gray hates it and gray's like it's you know he says it's like everyone born here is auto enrolled into the cult of new york and they get to the hotel and they get out of the car but not before they flirt a little bit and then the bellman comes and like gets their bags and he's in a hoodie like he's not really in like a uniform uniform and gray just like tries to detain him and luna's like chill like that's the bellman and so gray like goes to tip him a couple of bucks and like (laughs) at first i didn't catch like how much it was and it was like a couple of singles or whatever and then luna like gives him a look and gray like hands over a five or something Mm uh-huh and luna like walks away and she's like i love the city and gray like starts to walk away and he's like i hate the city they are the definition of sunshine and grumpy like there's a couple of ships on these shows that are sunshine and grumpy i never really thought that gray and luna are the epitome of that ship too Mm -hmm. so or uh, that trope um so gray and luna are like waiting outside the hotel for dominique and like she's nowhere to be found um and luna's like well maybe she was up late like studying and gray's like yeah i find that hard to believe and so he's like we should check her clip talk account and luna's like yeah that won't do any good though like it's a fake account like she just posts what she wants her parents to see on there so 
Luna's like, yeah, I know everything that goes on in Dominique's life. So it seems, at least. Um, so they go to Dominique's dorm room. They meet Marta. Turns out that the bed was made. Everything's cleaned up. Like, Dominique was never there last night. And Luna's like, Luna knows that Marta's covering up for Dominique. And so Gray's like, is this her desk? Like, you know, he sees an intro to poetry book on the desk. And he's like, she's studying finance. Like, these are all humanities books. And Marta's like, she didn't tell you that she switched majors, did she? And so Marta's like, listen, the last time I saw Dominique was like at dinner 12 hours ago. So Marta's like, I'm sure that Dominique's fine. Like she's got all these rules. She points to the bulletin board with a piece of paper that says Wade's way. And Gray's like, huh, I just thought it was going in one ear out the other. And Marta's like, she went to a church. Like, that's about all that I know. And so Wade and Luna walk into the church. It's giving major cult vibes. Like, oh my god, it's creepy almost. And so they're met with, like, some guy who's reading the script. And Luna's like, I think it's one of those, like, immersive theatrical experiences. And Gray's like, I don't have time for this. Like, he (laughs) shows Dominic's picture. The guy's still in character. And Gray's like, screw this. Like, I'm going in to find her. Greg like had literally no patience in this episode. No, like it was zero chill. Yeah, it was fun. So, um, you know, like Gray's they find another like guy who's dressed up as a knight. Um, he's deep into character. And Gray's like, enough of this. But Dominique's or Luna's like, I'll I'll play along, like I'll try and get involved. And so Dom, the knight is like, yeah, Dominique's not here. Like, she also goes by the name Don, Dom, apparently. And Grand Luna, like, she hates that name. Like, you know, what's going on here? Apparently, we don't know much about, or not everything about her. So he's like, you know, I saw Dom the night before at the show, before the cops were called. And basically, another girl saw her boyfriend with someone else. And so, like, that the two went at it. Um, and he's like you know i don't know where they went but neither of them showed up and so like showed up the following day and so gray and luna are back outside and gray's like remaining optimistic saying they're gonna find her like she's gonna have some crazy story about losing her phone and crashing with a friend and it turns out that gray called the police for help because like you know obviously this is bigger than them and so the detectives like you know i'll get the names of the combatants that they fought and like give you a call and so she just reminds gray that like his badge means nothing there and he's not to go cowboy if they need something that they should reach out at first she seemed like she didn't want to help them and then like she kind of turned a corner um but gray and luna are like walking down some hall and luna like you know says dominique never mentioned gertrude and so they go into, like, an area that has a ton of, like, young adults who seem like they're just, like, squatting there. And Gray, like, commands the room and, you know, no one really seems to know where Dominic is. And so Gertrude ends up walking out and she's like, I didn't know that Dom was missing. Like, she was here last night and then she, like, left and I just assumed she was going back to her dorm. That's what she said, at least. And so um, Gray, like, asks the bouncer like security guard or something like outside of the place where all these kids are staying and he's like you know can i see the security footage and the security guy's like no you know i would really like to like protect the privacy of like the people that stay here and 
gray like flashes his badge and the guy's like oh that's like an la badge and you don't have a warrant so doubly no like no you cannot look at this footage but luna ends up like walking down to some like other store or something she ends up getting security footage and like finds dominique on it and because she was like kind you know she was like can i ask you a favor and then she literally peeks her head out she's like wait yeah (laughs) come here she was definitely playing good cop (laughs) for sure um so then, like, Wade and Luna, dr- like, find the guy who drove Dominique the previous night. They're, like, you know, walking away from him. Uh, and, you know, like, you can tell that something's still not sitting right with Gray. And so, like, as the guy drives off, like, he sees that the taillight is out. And Gray's like, I told Dominique that if someone ever took her to disable the taillight. So, like, the guy's lying. Um, so they follow him to, like, some abandoned building or something and gray starts going and luna's like shouldn't we wait and gray's like i don't have time for that like we're going in i'll ask for forgiveness later so they hear like dom they hear dominique cry out for help and she she knows that her parents are there and gray and luna like have to fight for literally their lives before they Mm -hmm. can save her and like note to self to not mess with the gray family like they handled that Mm -hmm. they did that so the officer like eventually comes because he's like back up and he's like yeah i got turned around and you know was just assigned to this borough and gray like we find out that the officer's name is smitty and gray's just like of course it is like Mm -hmm. of course so yeah um and then we're back at like dominique storm and gray's just like yeah i'm getting you a new deadbolt and she's like or three but it doesn't really matter because things can still happen and he wants her to go home but like doesn't want to push it and dominique's like i feel like i should say like i'm because if i leave i'll never come back or whatever and so she's like i was in a basement and thought mom and dad are here and they're gonna find me and they did and so then they have like a big family hug and it's just the most precious thing ever yeah yeah but that was about it for the gray storyline mm-hmm. yeah and then well see i didn't like i wasn't paying attention i don't even know if they like ran the credits like at the beginning like they usually do for 509 because i didn't even catch that like Peyton list was gonna be in this episode again like yeah i feel okay. like they didn't run the credits but i could be wrong like i don't, I don't know. know um but yeah i was like oh, okay jenny bradford's here like what <laughs> I was just so focused on Chenford, like, at the end that I was like, I, I don't even know what's going on right now. Yeah. Um, And so, obviously, we get, because, like, earlier in the season, Jenny was, like, you know, going through the divorce, so she's going to move, you know, out to L.A. Um, So, she's she's really there now. Um, And she had asked Nolan for help in setting up her uh, security system. So that's kind of where like the episode like starts for them um, is with John there at the new house. Um, and like while they're kind of chatting um, and like, you know, doing that. And John, like, I think I put it on Twitter. I was like, John should just be like the divorce whisperer or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because he was just, I mean, I know it's like John being John, you know, because he's like, you know, yeah. if you ever need to like talk, you know, or like, you know, get advice on, you know, how to kind of navigate this new you know part of your life but i was just like yeah they have they have like things in common which i didn't really i did not expect in this duo okay like i was Same. just like i i wasn't 
yeah um, at all really um and but anyway so like while they're um you know john's kind of tinkering with the security system and stuff um jenny realizes that um her bracelet is missing and like she adds um you know like little charms do it after a major like life event happens for her so like which i thought was kind of not funny but like interesting that she kind of like listed like she's like you know wedding divorce moving da, da, da. like i was mm-hmm. like good or bad kind of yeah like um you know just the milestones in her life um and now it's gone um and we got you know the um bradford siblings moment like at the um well very briefly um at the station and stuff like it even like tim asked about it and like how things are going um and you know john's helping jenny to like look for it um he's you know doing his best investigative work um (laughs) you know and going around talking to the movers um and a few other people um and through like all his like i guess like through all of that he learned like the movers had said that one of um the kids threw it away yeah like had gotten rid of it um and i didn't expect nolan to stop by again though like i was just well i mean still i was like so focused on um like there's so many storylines going on yeah and then i was just like Oh, okay he's just you know john being john you know he's gonna just like check in and like see how things like went because obviously right. like it's one of her kids that you know she has to have this like conversation about like why this happened you know be mm-hmm. a parent and all that stuff um and but i didn't realize that they were drinking wine <laughs> yeah i didn't realize that and then like literally like people on twitter were like what is going on like mm-hmm. what is this like nolan and jenny thing and i was like wait like as a couple i was like wait whoa what yeah i, I yeah I, I don't understand like i was just like oh i wasn't even thinking that like i think i tweeted like the you know the friendship duo we never knew we needed or something like that like i wasn't even thinking couple but it was a little odd like, yeah i still i still don't even know if i need their friendship like though i don't know it's just I feel funny, like though, it because just john weird. and tim like don't get along so like, yeah. the fact that like john and jenny like kind of do is just it's yeah um, yeah i don't know it was just it was kind of odd to me and i was like you know what i don't know i it just seems not like forced to me because i don't doubt that they wouldn't be friends and yeah. i feel like i mean yeah that is just john like he's gonna help or whatever but i was like Okay, it's one thing to go over there and, like, install her security system, but, like, to, like, help find the bracelet, okay, help find it or whatever, but, like, you don't need to go over at the end of the episode, too. Like, I don't know, I just thought it was a lot, but I don't know, I don't see them, like, taking Jenny and Nolan anywhere, like, just because they've built so much up with Bailey, I feel like. And it's, like, they're, like, you know, they're engaged, like, you know, like, they're, you know fiancés now i mean i wouldn't put anything past them but i also don't think that (laughs) the rookie would do that i just yeah i just really couldn't because like one tim would like (laughs) he would lose the shit yeah like he would i was like tim would kill him 
I don't know where I saw it today, if it was, like, in one of our group chats or if it was, like, on the timeline, but someone was, like, imagine when Tim finds out that Nolan and Lucy dated and now Jenny and Nolan are dating. And I was, like, yeah, that would be His really weird. would explode. Like, he would, like, not yeah. even know what to do with himself. And I just saw a tweet that was, like, Jenny really puts the bro in Brolin. And I was, like, are we going here, though? Like, I don't know if we yeah, should or I- not. I like I can't see it like I just think no. that they'd you know kind of be like the you know divorce buddies you know <laughs> like they're both you know they both went through divorces yeah. they both changed cities and you know with kids and I feel like if anything their friendship would be more like Simone and Nolan's like without the flirty though yeah or like Simone and like Simone and Brendan yeah kind but of. I don't know I feel like when john got divorced and left pennsylvania like henry was older he was like in college yeah, like true. are we to assume that like jenny's kids aren't older because I, mean, I mean i wouldn't think so. i would think her, right? maybe like teenager yeah yeah so yeah. i don't know i mean it's similar but yet i feel like it's not so yeah. well because yeah. like she was like you know well it went you know because john had asked like about how it went and he was and she was like no, it went pretty bad because, like, her kids are blaming her for, like, the divorce. Like, it's her fault, even though it's not. So, it's, like, I feel like they're at that, like, kind of, like, um, like on the cusp of teenager age yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. that's, like, finally it. Like, we're, <laughs> we're the rookie. Yeah. Because we still have rookie feds. Yeah. <laughs> i don't understand but it's fine we'll but do we, it but we have some listener thoughts though for both rookie episodes it was hard to like decipher which one but i was just like you know what they're for both episodes so yep. yeah because it's mostly about chenford i mean as it should yeah. be so yeah um so laura had said chenford is finally happening tim admitting that it's worth the risk to try despite lucy being afraid and lucy saying her relationship with tim is the most important lucy using tim's phrase to dump chris and immediately going back to the station for tim to ask her out was great as well yeah i mean the minute that he was like well maybe it's worth the risk or whatever i feel like that was the confirmation that lucy needed to know like tim has feelings for her too Mm mm-hmm and then when Lucy was like, yeah, like the this relationship is the most important one to me. That was Tim's confirmation. Yeah, because he literally like he like sighed and then hard like, eyes. smiled and then hard eyes. And then Oh it was so good. And it was so good. So. That was their confirmation without saying like explicitly, I like you. Like I yeah. want to yeah. 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 I mean I will be like, living there I in want that to date you, But yeah. yeah. I will be living there in that bliss until January third. And probably well after that, too. So, yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, Becky had said, I've waited four years for this, and it was better than I ever imagined it could be. We have finally entered the uh, Chenford canon era. Yes. We have. have. And it feels great. I just, yeah. I can't even believe. Can't even believe it. Same. I feel like that was like a fever dream last night. Yeah, like I don't. Yeah, I yeah, I just I don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> still. You know what? I'm not gonna ask questions. I'm just going nope. to enjoy it. <laughs> yep. 
Um, Ricarda had said Tim Bradford talking about feelings is everything. Where can I find such a man? Lucy <laughs> is lucky to call him hers. Um, I believe it wasn't the last time we saw Chris. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I feel like Chris is just gonna like pop in here and there. Well, yeah, because like he and Wesley work together, like right, not, you know, the office and stuff. I mean, unless Chris like can't take the awkwardness and he's like, okay, I'm moving to Monrovia or whatever he said, Monrovia. <laughs> yeah, Monrovia. Like, I was like, why? Okay, when he said when Lucy said that, it was like, did she say Genovia? Like, I don't know. I was just <laughs> it, like, it is, a, it is a uh, city in California. I looked it up because I was gonna spell it like monroe like via like v-i-l-l-a that's not no yeah (laughs) it's not it yeah so but yeah i kind of i don't think it it's the last time we will see chris either to be honest it just it kind of i don't know why though i just i can't really put my finger on why i just i just have this feeling yeah um but bonnie had said holy shit we made it um Oh, she asked a question though. Um, but did anyone else catch Chris having slightly crazy eyes when he left Lucy's? I don't know if I would call it crazy eyes. I think he was just like upset and kind of shocked. Yeah, like shocked. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't. I mean, like I said, I was just so focused on like, oh, his exit was like quick. Yeah. Like I don't know. Um. Yeah, so I I didn't catch the the like shift shift shifty eyes is what I'm trying to say. I can't I can't speak anymore. What are words? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but we did we made it. Jennifer we did made it. We did. After waiting basically five seasons, we've made it. We've made it this far. Yeah. Kudos to all of us. We've all powered through. Yeah, I mean more power to the people that have actually like that like started in 2018 like, yeah watching, because i have yeah. only waited well it'll be it'll be three years in a few months but, yeah so two and a half years well and like really? we got to binge it too so like yeah. we got to binge up until like what middle of season three mm-hmm. so yeah um kim had said i thought it was amazing how simple the writers made chenford happen i loved jenny being back the interesting dynamic with nolan was something it was good um i loved that it felt like the rookies team uh quote-unquote heard fans of the show and it was like they worked that love of the show and the characters into it definitely i mean i think it also helps that like there was that article from rachel I'm not even going to try her last name because I would butcher it, but like from Screen Rant or whatever, where yeah. like they were talking, she was talking to like Alexi or something. And like we found out that the writers wanted Chenford to happen a while ago. And like, oh, yeah, for, from, they, yeah, Robert yeah. was like, um, yeah, I would do that. And then like Alexi was always like, nah, not yet. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, okay, now kiss. And he's like, nah, not yet. So I yeah. can only imagine. It makes me wonder though, like, if Lexi was like, yeah, you know, let's do it in season one or whatever, or, you know, even earlier, like, when would that kiss have happened? Yeah. Or like, yeah. when would the feelings confession would have happened? Because I mean, there are points in the yeah. early seasons where it very well could have happened. Like it was set up for it. And then it was yeah. like, nope, not yet. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I'll yeah. take it though. Season five is, I feel like when a lot of ships usually get together is in mm-hmm. season five. Yeah. So, um, Jelena had said the episode and Chenford was cute, lovely, and breathtaking. Yes, accurate adjectives. There. I agree. I agree. Definitely. Um, Queen had said it was so awesome. I'm still trying to process everything that happened. The thing that really surprised me was Tim was the one who was being straightforward about his feelings while Lucy was the scared one. Same. Literally same. Uh, just because he's grown so much. Like in season one, episode one, he was like the rough and tough, like like exterior, hard mm-hmm. like shell of a person. And now like he's so soft and like he's willing to like share his feelings and just everything and oh that's character growth so yeah yeah um jean had um oh this is another question okay see this is why i need to read these before i can't um jean had asked how is lucy uh the mid wilshire shooting champ not able to hit a guy with a with a lot of center mass when he's six feet away oh like hit like um the um 508 hotel yeah, the guy yeah, the I think, hotel. yeah. Okay. um uh, like how oh um yeah i don't know i feel like I she was just like was caught so, off guard yeah like it was so chaotic and it happened like so quick yeah like i don't know but yeah, i guess that's a fair question like how was she not able to hit him center mass from like that far away i don't know of course, well, I know the guy nothing was like, about trajectory of anything, so don't yeah. I can't even answer that to be honest. Well, and the guy <laughs> was like mainly going after her. I mean, like Aaron was the one that was like behind him, like yeah, you know, trying to get him off. So yeah, um, Tess had said, "I have a lot of thoughts, but none of them are coherent right now. A lot of thoughts and words, literally same. Like I don't even know how I like." gathered words to put together for this because i'm just like chenford like my brain is like the squirrel you know chenford 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 so mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh zach had said i think it's safe to say that when it comes to last night's episodes chenford stands didn't didn't just get crumbs let alone a loaf they got a they got a freaking meal and it was delicious <laughs> yes uh i think i saw a couple other people use like the like crumbs or like bread or bakery like um, yeah metaphor analogy i don't word again words are escaping me it's it's too late yeah. for this <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah um yeah uh janine had said oh my god chunford in all caps she said one thought for the january episode is i don't see lucy but we know she's there. I'm so excited for episode 10. Uh, she also said, I made a comment on Kanoa's story and mentioned that she was sorry to see the breakup, but it was always going to be Chenford. Um, And she said that she was hoping to see Chris's reaction to Lucy and Tim being together. Apparently he liked it, but didn't comment on it. So I don't know what that means, but maybe we'll see Chris again. I mean, it would be really interesting to see not even like see him confront Lucy and Tim, but like yeah. maybe find out like, from Wesley or something. Yeah. Or like, well, it's like then you just kind of be like, oh, that's why. Not the whole yeah. like, you know, playbook thing, or I, you know, right. she's not ready to, you know, yeah, move in with him, not in the same place. I don't yeah. know. Like, 
Because, like, I don't know. I mean, I could see it as, like, Chris is at the station to, like, get some type of interview or whatever. And he sees, like, Lucy and Tim, you know, being flirty or whatever. And he puts the pieces together there. I don't, what I don't need is Tim and Chris to, like, duke it out. Yeah. And I don't think that would happen. But I feel like Chris could very well, like. Yeah. Well, because, like, we got, like, Tim being mad at, like, Emmett for like you know Mm -hmm. helping lucy out in that one um scene in season two and so i'm like okay we don't really need like tim to go all you know like alpha on yeah yeah we don't really need that um janine also said i cannot believe that chris just kept calling her knowing what she was going through with the bombing and there's something strange about him i can feel it yeah i mean i don't know the dude just needs to learn to read the room like i get it you're excited you want to know like her decision about the house and stuff but like she's busy with work like she's out here fighting crime it's i mean chill here the house hunting can wait um and janine said tim opening his heart to her was great she loved that and like she used his idea for the breakup um and she said when he asked if she had second thoughts and she said no um yeah it just it was so good i mean literally same like just every little interaction between them i was like the hard eyes just keep growing mm-hmm. so um janine also said that she felt bad for selena um my only question is what's really weird is the guy that selena arrested and took down that they brought to the hospital was already cleared and released so how could they blame her for him dying if that was the case and he was already released obviously he had to get hurt from the brawl like how could they pin it on her that's true though like because he was cleared in the hospital and then they took him back over to the district so like oh that's true yeah he was fine i don't know maybe they just had to like go through the protocols that yeah. that has to be what like had to happen so um on a side note luna and wade can kick ass literally yes i mean i i don't want to mess with them so and she said oh jenny was back but i need lucy and jenny um nolan and jenny best friend era possibly literally i just hope that it stays best friends like no No. i don't need anything else also i feel like nolan's had so many love interests that like let's let other people have a shot he's got bailey it's fine like i just yeah 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 i know i mean give selena a love interest give thorsten a love interest like yeah Mm -hmm. um and then janine's final thought was aaron and his finally after lucy told him that she was ending it with chris was great so yeah that's about it for the rookie i i think we've spent like two hours talking about them which if you're still listening to this god bless you (laughs) if you're still listening to this we're gonna transition over to the rookie feds and this will probably be like one of our only longer episodes i feel like i'm saying that right now though and jinxing it so not that it's a problem i mean i could talk for a while on the rookie and rookie feds (laughs) but Mm -hmm. yeah so um we'll start or we'll talk about the Rookie Feds episode 109 title flashback. There was really only one major storyline in this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and that was with Garza. Um, but we start off with a flashback to five years ago in Panama City. 
where guards was like working a case to find the suspect that's leaking secrets to the Russians. And so Camilla like sends one of the guys off to go break him, her words. And guards is just like, you know, he's just like, yeah, you know, like I'm right. And they're about to kiss when people come like walking down the steps and Garza goes up to talk to George Rice. And Garza's not playing around when it comes to questioning him, not sugarcoating anything. And then they hear like muffled gunshots and an explosion. And so it seems like the Russians have come to find George Rice. As the shootout was happening, a couple of guys go upstairs to like with guns to, fi- to find anyone else hiding and rice thinks that it's a ploy of theirs to like get him to confess but it's not and rice's comrades are up there to like shut him up and so garza and rice hide on the same wall and like the one that camilla's on and she's fine she's wondering how they found the safe house and then a grenade is thrown and everyone takes cover and matt's fine but we go back over to camilla and she's falling down the wall with blood on her like she's sinking down on it and so Garza's is just like you know trying to save her or whatever and we see that Garza's is like taken out of the flashback when elena comes in and tells him that it's time to go home and he's like yeah like i'm right behind you just you know he just has to put the panama file away and like this special little compartment in his desk and so as he's getting ready to leave he gets a call from an unknown phone number and he like immediately calls for the jet uh to get ready to go to dc and like he's off and so we see like garza walking through a parking garage looking for a car and he sees the license plate and like uncovers the car opening the trunk and then like immediately hears sirens in the near distance so he pulls out his phone calls simone and he's like telling her that he's about to get arrested like he wants to tell her two things which are pomono eddie and a fish called raven and so he's like, don't trust anyone but the team. And he just hangs up. And so the arresting agent like gets out of the car and guards is just like, you have this all wrong. And she's like, how often have you heard suspects say that? So then we cut back over to LA. We see Simone, Carter, Brendan, and Laura all like driving in an SUV. And they were talking about what went down with Garza. Gar- Carter and Lauren, Laura like want to know what happened and why Garza called Simone. And Simone's like, obviously, I'm his favorite. Like, you know, what about it? Um, And Brendan, like, attempts to get everyone back on track. And Laura mentions that Pomona Eddie is the nickname for Edwin Gomez, who is the subject of the fraud investigation, and insists he was being framed. And so when it turns out, he was. So Simone, like, puts it together that that's why Garza said that. They let, to let him know that, that he's being framed. So, like, they're they're like, cool, we've got that. But, like, the fish called Raven is still kind of up in the air. And Brendan chimes in and he's like, that was an episode of Disney Channel show. That's all Raven. Like, I auditioned for it a few times. And they're wondering, like, what kind of crime he could be possibly framed for. And Carter mentions the rumors that Garza was connected to a case that went ethically wrong. And so they're thinking that the case has come back around. So, um yeah it's just they're trying to like piece it all together but you know also just trying to kind of like figure out certain things that some know about garza some don't know it's also very important to mention that brinson has absolutely no idea of what personal space is and i mean like they were leaning so close like brendan's like looking at her it was just it was great um 
I mean, I was just like only focused on like the backseat of the car. I was like, I'm gonna. Same. I have, like, no offense to Carter and Simone. I just, like, can't Same. Because it was a sneak peek that was released, like, what, the day before the episode or something? Yeah. And I was, like, literally, that's all that I can focus on is like, Brenton literally in the car. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then Elena calls. We see her, like, walking through the bureau. And she's, like, I had no idea that Matt was going to D.C. Like, everyone's scared to talk to her. Tracy and some other VIPs are, like, in an office. And there's some high-valued individual, like, on the sixth floor away from everyone else. And so Laura's, like, do whatever you have to do to get some intel on that person on the sixth floor. And so they hang up. Tracy sees Elena, starts to follow her. And Elena's, like, gotta go. I'm running for my responsibilities. Um and Tracy is, like, not happy. So we go back to the car. Someone's, like, asking what the play is. And, you know, they're like, well, if Garz is under investigation, then we have to assume that we are, too. And the higher-ups will want to interview them at, at least a minimum. And they're like, at a maximum, we could have polygraphs done or be suspended until the investigation is closed. And so they're like, okay, well, we have to split up, like, one pairing in the office, one outside the office. And so Simone and Carter are like, yeah, we'll take inside and Brunson will work the outside. And so Simone's like, well, how are we going to communicate though? Like, because the higher ups will be all over our phones. So sweet little Brendan is like, yeah, I have a private clip talk account, vampire lover 51. Like I can, I used to use it to lurk online and see what people were saying about the show, which then like had me spiral. And I was like, what if like other celebrities do that? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but you just never know. So he offers to, like, post the contact information on there since it's a private account. Which, like, I don't know. I guess I kind of see it, but I was also like, okay, I don't know. Just seems like a lot. Like, just call them once you get the phone. But I guess even then, that would be, like... You can still trace that. Yeah. I mean, you could trace, like, who looked at a Clip Talk account or something, too. Like, search history, but semantics there. <laughs> so, as Brenson's, like, getting out of the car, Simone's like, we can't let the boss down on this one. And Brenson says, in sync, we won't. They're in sync at all times. And I know you point that out a lot for Malaric and, like, yes. Chenford. So, I was just like, oh, wow, look, another ship of ours that we're completely yes. trash over being in sync yes Great. i just love anything kevin and Britt could literally just like be standing there and i'd just be like oh my gosh same so same i, I have no i have no other words you guys already know how same. like trash i am over them i mean it's honestly so just good. like the behind the scenes footage that like kevin shares and i mean even brett <laughs> like i'm just like i literally love them i love them no nothing else yeah. um so garza miranda who was the arresting agent or like back on the jet um and he's still handcuffed and he's like you know are these necessary and she's like yeah but you can be cuffed in the front like you know what do i care whatever so miranda calls tracy she's like we're on our way and tracy's like okay well i'm about to go talk to the special guest and want to be alerted right away if someone from guards team appears and so miranda's like i want to know about panama and garza questions like what she doesn't want to know about what or why she doesn't want to know about what was found in the trunk of the car. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, well, we'll get to that. But like first Panama. 
and Matt's like no one wants to talk about that um and she doesn't even have the clearance but she's like you know I'm good otherwise they wouldn't have assigned me to investigate you and so she says that the file uh is incomplete and it's as if someone is setting him up and guards like well I don't know anything about that someone clearly is setting me up um and it would be nice if she could just like loop him in to figure out who it is and so she wants to start from the beginning like learn about who George Rice is um and we find out that he was the embassy code clerk in Panama he was in country for a year before like they even started suspecting that he was up to no good and the FBI DIA and CIA were all thinking that he was trouble so garza like flew down to panama met with alan brady from the dia he like meets up with camilla she shares that like he hasn't been fully briefed the cia then suspects that rice is selling secrets like to the russians and all that so we get like another flashback of camilla and garza and like the sexual tension between them was just so good like i don't know they they were just they were good for like the little bit that we saw so Gar's like yeah the investigation took six months that broke so bad like every agency disavowed it and Miranda points out that there was talk of mole and that's why it was disavowed um disavowed and so he just puts together and she's she thinks that he's the mole and he's like if that was the case then why would it be coming out five years later so we go back to the bureau Simone and Carter are in the elevator like going up to the office or whatever he tells her that like they both want to help garza but they have to be smart about it and he's like you know we can bend the rules but we can't break them and we can't lie um so then elena like walks into the elevator she gives them the rundown she's like you know there's two pss goons like waiting for you um while their friends take apart matt's office and so simone's like she she asks if there's anything to find and elena drops the bomb about the secret compartment and Carter jumps in and he's like, the PSS crew is pretty thorough. Like, they'll find anything if they know the luck. And so Simone, like, asks for an update on the mystery guest. They're still digging. And Elena asks if they think that Matt will be okay. And so Carter just, like, hits her with the truth. And, you know, he's just like, she deserves honesty, not platitudes. So Simone's like, yeah, Brendan's going to, like, post a contact number on his Lurker Clip Talk account. Of course, Elena knows about it. <laughs> and she tells Elena that, like, if she comes up with anything to hit them there um, in case Simone and Carter are unavailable. And so Simone and Carter, like, get out of the elevator. They go their separate ways with those PSS goons. Um, and Simone just tries to stall, stall. She's like, can we get a coffee? Like, you know, I could really use like a drink or whatever. And then Tracy comes in to question Simone and she tries to like charm Tracy talking about like her shoe game and um, everything like that. And so Tracy's like enough, like what Garza is accused of carries like a death sentence. And so she wants to know like why he called her from DC and, um, and someone's like, you don't need to threaten me. Like, we're on the same page. Yeah. And Tracy's just like, I want to know if Garza gave you any orders. And someone's like, no, not any orders. But he did give me, like, code words. Um, And so she tells her to check the file and see if there's anything to do with the safe words in there. And then, like, she sees the reflection of the file in the window and points out that maybe it has something to do with Camilla. And Tracy just, like, closes the file. And someone's like, okay, well, who is she? Like give me the give me the details yeah like you can't just like say something and then like 
backtrack it and expect her not to ask i'm like but see this is what i mean though is like tracy was involved like she's always there yeah it was just like i fucking called it i don't like it but i was right i i think she's just like involved because she's like higher than garza but yeah it's just like she just like she just has no trust in anybody else that's below her it's ridiculous yeah so like tracy gets back on track asking garza asking her like what garza was doing and she's like i really don't know like i don't know what he was doing in that life so tracy even questions like why he called her and someone's like i mean i could lie and say like it's because i'm cute but i honestly don't even know like i'm telling you everything um and she's like if garza's saying that he's being framed like he's being framed so tracy's like the only thing that i the only thing i should do is investigate this case with impartiality but someone's like how are you going to do that when you've got like a hate on for the man um yeah but tracy's like the next time we talk like you're going to be hooked up to a polygraph and someone's like someone's supposed to go back to her desk for right now and like she can't leave the building without tracy's permission which yikes so tracy's also like where brendan and laura like where are they at and simone's like i really don't know that one like yeah i don't know simone was just trying to like keep her cool and keep everyone clear so we then see brenton walking into the motor pool at the middle shirt station and they're meeting with smitty at this point i think smitty's just like a part of both shows yeah like I don't know. It's probably just like a whole scheduling thing, but yeah, I'm just like, oh, somebody. Yeah. So Gray's cleared them to set up in the interrogation room A. And as Smithy's like walking them to the room, he's like, yeah, it's got like a bit of a rat problem. The phone line's there though. Um, And as they're like walking into the room, Smithy's like, so what kind of case are you guys working on? And Brendan, in the most polite way, in the most sunshiny way, it's like, okay, thanks. Bye. Mm-hmm. and i'm just like if that isn't me some days like mm-hmm. oh my god he was just oh can i like gift that i i feel can like you? there haven't i don't know <laughs> i feel like there haven't been that many gifts like this season of the rookie or rookie feds yeah i was gonna say of either show yeah. like not not even from fans but like from the show itself yeah, like from the accounts yeah yeah I mean, they've been killing it on the content, but like, mm-hmm. can can we have a couple of gifts? gifts? Like, yeah, like I would love a Brunson gift, mainly of them in the car. But you know, I, I, would, would, like, I would love pay Brunson someone gift. to do it. I will, I will pay. Yeah. Um. So Brunson like starts to unpack things, and you know, Laura's like, first things first, like we need to figure out what kind of trouble guards is in. So Brendan's like how are we going to do that like the investigation is based out of dc and laura's like mark like let's call in a favor to him so brendan like even gets on the call he's like hey like ask him how he's doing and mark is like is that my boy brendan like you know (laughs) tell him i said hey or whatever poor laura is just like caught in the middle of this bromance and she even she's even like okay let's stop the bromance for a minute and she's like i need to i need a favor and mark has been like is in you and me and <laughs> they kind of get like flirty laura gets all shy and she's she tells him about matt and she's asking mark to find out what like evidence they have against him and brendan is just like yeah tell him that like his fantasy team sucks 
it's garbage and laura just kind of like rolls her eyes and she's just like whatever mm-hmm. so like we cut back over to mark or to mark to matt and miranda and she wants to know more about his relationship with camilla and you know he's like you already know everything about it but at least that's what's in the report in the report and guards is just like yeah Camilla and I were an item like it turns out that Garza never disclosed the relationship he was never asked to and it didn't matter um and it seems like it started three months after he got there because he was like yeah it took me like three months of going back and forth or whatever um and so we flash back to them like you know she's pouring whiskey they're flirting they're cute and they start kissing and when asked if it was serious matt says it was for him and you can see like a sparkle in his eye like it was just nice to see that side of matt Mm -hmm. um so then miranda like turns it back on him being a mole and he's like reminding her that he's not involved and she asks him the million dollar question and she's like if you're so innocent then why did you fly to dc in the middle of the night on a moment's notice and Garza's is just like because i got an anonymous phone call that someone was using a voice modulator claiming to have new intel on what went down in panama and i was given the address of the parking lot and the license plate car like the car's license plate so we go back over to brenson and laura's like giving an update to simone and carter about what they have and mark found out that garza was busted in dc grabbing go bags full of two million dollars in cash and several forged passports so simone like brings up camilla nava and she's like you know whatever it's going on is connected to her um and elena then sneaks in right as simone is like yeah that's and says that's a cover story um because the file says that camilla like died in a car accident um and elena's like yeah the sac has the pss goon squad like on the lookout for me or look out for elena and she's just like i still don't know who the mystery suspect is on the sixth floor and brenton at this point is still on the phone like um and brendan's like he mentions that that's a raven reference and elena shares the memory of her and matt from when she had the flu in eighth grade and they binged that's a raven and like her favorite episode was eddie giving up the ball to gino to shoot the winning basket which like I kind of feel like I remember that episode. I literally like looked it up like when they when I was like, oh, that's like a legit thing, and I looked up the episode, and that's yeah, yeah, it's a legit thing that happened in one of the episodes. Yeah, um, and she also shares that Matt would like always tell her that when thirty three and forty worked as a team, like there's nothing that they couldn't do, um but they can't trust anyone outside their team and so elena thinks about the numbers and she's like 3340 has to be the combination to the secret compartment in his desk and so carter's like so all we have to do is sneak into his office access the records without being seen yeah sure easy like no pressure at all oh my god this next part is hilarious so simone like makes the distraction using the copier she gets the security officer like away from his post allowing carter to sneak in and then like another pss goon like comes up the one that i think took simone out of the elevator and like escorted her and she's like tony what are you doing and she takes over helping simone and carter is trying to get out of guard's office but like gets stuck in there and he ends up hiding under the desk in the most uncomfortable position yeah but it's so funny 
Yeah. And so Simone like calls for quote unquote IT. Um and he's just like, just figure it out. Like my legs yeah, are like, starting to crack. Yeah. Exactly. And so she comes up with like setting the copier like on fire or like having it shoot sparks. Mm. And she's like, just be ready to move. And he's like, okay, well, like, don't burn the place down. And as Simone like like rigs it or whatever, she walks away. And it's, like, such, like, a badass moment. I don't Mm -hmm. even know. Like, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just, like, from, I don't know, a comedy movie or something. Mm -hmm. And she walks away with the smirk. The lady, like, goes to get the fire extinguisher after, like, the whole, like, copier, like, goes up or whatever. Carter, like, comes out and hands her the file. He, like, walks (laughs) out then to, like, make it look like he was not in there. And he comes back in and he's like, what is going on? Like, what are you doing? And she just kind of like plays it off as like she kept telling him that the copier was messed up. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to take yeah. it from here? Sure. Um, so, um, Brendan and Laura are like filling Mark in on like what they know. Um, that obviously, like, it's essentially like they're filling him in on what we saw in the beginning. Like, Garza was investigating the role in Panama um, and Rice, like, they were questioning him when the um, special ops like stormed in and invaded the place. Um, and you know, they captured Rice and killed Camilla. Um, and Brendan's like, well, okay, then someone leaked it. And Laura's like, well, yeah, they think that someone is Garza. Um, and apparently Gar- he's also been looking into um, Adam Link, which um, who we also saw in the beginning um, was the special forces forces agent um but like after the mission went so terribly wrong he was bounced from that uh agency so he works like privately now um but a few weeks ago garza got a tip from someone at the state department that adam had uh gotten his hands on stolen documents so they think that like adam link is the one that framed garza um and since they kind of figure out that like he's the one that's like well it's implied that he's the one that's upstairs um they figure that they can search his house now um and laura was like well we can't do that without drawing attention to ourselves but then she's like but mark can um so obviously he does that um because they cut over and um they're like going to um do the uh sneak and peek warrant um and of course laura chooses now to quiz brendan on what that means this scene cracked me up so much i think see this is what happens when it's been like a week i think i tweeted it like the reference to like i think it was 303 like the Mm -hmm. performance anxiety mentioned Mm -hmm. like they mentioned that on the rookie and they did it here too for feds yeah Um, and you know gotta love brendan being an actor with a flair for the dramatic like they just cracked me up like their back and forth was it was great like can't say enough good things about it um and obviously like brendan got a little like shining moment there i was like okay good job like he like passed the test and like did what he needed to do um picking the lock so uh it worked um and then um, it cuts over. Elena um, actually got footage of Rice in the agency. 
And then she's like showing it to Simone Carter and she's like, he's supposed to be in Russia. Like, what the heck is he doing there? Um, or here. And um, so then it cuts over to um, George is with Tracy, who's making a deal with him to testify against Garza. So she's like, again, not really considering that, oh, gee, maybe he could be innocent and like actually not have done all this stuff. But no, she's like, I want to get this closed um, and done with. Um, but then they're like, well, okay, if George is talking to Tracy, then where's Adam? And cut to Link walking in on Branson in the house. So that's awkward. Yep. And like, obviously, I mean, that was a smart move to put the like little commercial break or well, one of the commercial breaks there. Um, so you just like get them like looking up and they're like, oh shit, <laughs> we've been caught. Yeah. Um, and so he wonders if Garza had sent them to plant evidence, but they're like, no, we're here because we think that you did it. Um, and I just, I don't know why. I just, I like when duos are just like badass. Like they look like they're like all nice, yes. but then like could just like, you know, snap you in half or something. Yeah. Like, you know, so like them like getting him to put the gun down was like, just badass and I just love it um and they do actually get him to talk a little bit about like what happened um Mm -hmm. of course I kind of thought it was funny because he just like kept kind of answering their questions with like questions because he was like I have you know hundreds of pages of notes and calls and all this stuff like why would I do that like solely just to frame it for this one thing yeah um and then of course we have my well no, it's my second favorite moment because the like sneak and peek quiz thing was my favorite moment for them. Yeah. Um, but my second favorite moment is when they stand like, you know, this close to each other. Yeah. To like whisper, sort of whisper talk. I'm like, how could I'm like, how could Adam not hear that? <laughs> like they weren't, you know, like it wasn't like a like total whisper. Again, uh, Brunson does not know personal space. I mean, yeah. I know that they had to do that to, like, keep it quiet, but, like, yeah. they don't know personal space. No, they don't. And I'm here for it. Yeah, because Laura's like, well, okay, all this fits someone trying to uncover the truth, not someone that's yeah. trying to cover their tracks, um, which I also thought was a good, like, line. Um, yeah. And so Simone's like, okay, like, we've got to get, like, they've got to talk to Garza to, like, really straighten this out. Um, so she calls um, Catherine, one of the other agents that's on the plane, um, to see if she can get Garza to talk to them. Um, you know, even though he's still in custody, um, Simone, you know, plays her cards right and is like, well, you know, he helped you out. He gave you, you know, extra time and stuff when you were going through this, you know, personal issue. And she's like, yeah, okay. Um, so she agrees. Um, and like, does the you know stealth move of giving him well i said phone but it's like the it's like the weirdest phone like ever i don't know like it like reminded me of the um, what the heck was it called the um radio that tim had like the old radio from the like episodes ago it was like bulky and big and it was just it was like the brick phone yeah. kind of look yeah yeah it was just like I don't, that's just what it reminded me of yeah um 
but anyway, so she um does give him the phone, um, and because he had you know, um, gotten up to he was allowed to go to the restroom, so he just kind of mm-hmm. snuck back there to take the call, um, and like the team's all you know there and gathered around the phone and everything, and they finally get to talk to him, um, and everyone's glad to hear, you know, his voice and everything, but really, unfortunately, before they can even like talk more, um, the calls well cut short sort of um when miranda breaks in like ordering matt to put the phone down yeah um but you know simone's going on the defensive asking her like what's more believable that garza found four agents willing to go dark or he has four agents that are willing to risk everything to prove that he's innocent um and so obviously miranda's kind of like uh persuaded to their like side to see their side of things um and so they have tracy conferenced in alongside the team to like talk to miranda and matt um and so they kind of fill everything like they're filling in the blanks essentially like so if it's not you know adam then who is it um and alan brady is the only logical suspect left um and they think he was secretly working with uh george rice and led the russians to the safe house um but they need to question rice again in order to get some answers so of course surprise surprise garza's called back in so it's like oh back again like um and so i mean basically long story short was that like well really we should have expected this though because it's like if two bad people are working together it's like obviously they're gonna have dirt on each other right you know? like i don't know how obviously. i didn't put that together sooner like i was just like well why like you know what in the world could be so like monumentally important that george could say to like shed light on the situation yeah. you know um but anyway so he had leverage on alan and he reminded him about that leverage so like if the only way like if george were to frame garza then he'd get to you know like sail into the sunset basically like have you know the life he always like thought he would have um you know because it's like that like not age-old tale but like you know kind of george was kind of like jealous about brady moving up the ranks and like he was just like at a standstill kind of thing but i'm like i'm like that and it's like i mean garza moved up the ranks too i just i don't know it's just it's just weird like yeah just i just power and money and like all that like just makes people do crazy things i guess yeah um and so they had both known about the affair that garza had been having like with um camilla but they like he since he didn't report it um but apparently they manufactured the rest of the evidence so really they only had like the one thing that's why i was just like this is not like a bombshell thing at least i didn't like i don't know i didn't really think it was um but i mean i thought it was cool though how like they like he did agree to like help them out a little bit um and so george had called alan um well acting like he was demanding more money because he has you know Mm -hmm. better deals elsewhere um but it's obviously a setup and 
the FBI caught him red-handed and they arrest Alan for treason. So that was kind of good. Like, I mean, because like at least we get to see, well, not see the results, but hear about the results a little bit when Garza's like meeting with um Tracy and Miranda. Yeah. Because they're Brady and Rice are both in the, you know, going in the court system, being arraigned on charges. Obviously, since Rice helped them out, he's gonna get a little bit less time, but not by much. Um and then Tracy being Tracy is like your teen may need a refresher course on how to be inconspicuous. I was like, ma'am, you are rude. <laughs> like, stop. I didn't like yeah. that comment. I was like, do you mind? Like they literally just did like so much. Mm-hmm. You know, like what like I the woman is like incapable of giving compliments. Yeah. Or like just anything remotely nice. Tracy so. just like bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> she just she, does. Yeah. Like I get it. She's there to like challenge guards and like challenge the team and stuff. But I'm like, I feel like this is just so overplayed. Like other shows have done this. Yeah. And it's like, why can't we just like let Garza do his thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at least we get a nice, like, you know, like well, team moment, but then it was nice that, you know, uh Elena got to give Matt like, you know, a big hug and um you know, he's, like, so thankful um, for his team, and he's, you know, forever in their debt. Um, but then, you know, everybody, well, okay, everybody but Brendan and Simone, like, want to know why did Garza call Simone, like, out of everyone? Um, and so he, like, kind of is just like, well, Simone was on the top of my recent caller list, and I was in a hurry, so that's why yeah um and so we cut away from that um then we have marks on the phone with laura um saying how he you know like misses her um and she's like well okay maybe i can just like skip the family stuff when i go over there and i'll just come see you and i like them just like i like brendan and antoinette mm-hmm like them too so i don't really know what to do with myself because i like three ships three different like versions yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i don't know what to do with myself yeah. so yeah but like yeah. brunson's end game i don't know <laughs> i mean like it hasn't like been canon yet or like no. they don't even look no, at each other in that way i'm sure no. but like in my they're mind they're fun. canon they're just fun and i like them and i think antoinette and mark are just like they're better than Chris and Ashley. Let's be real. So but true. like, God. but like, they're just they're a minor roadblock for right now. Brunson is endgame, <laughs> and I you've heard it here first, apparently. Because I'm just like I'm just sailing the like you know platonic like I'm not yeah. really I mean like I just like I said I just adore they could just be standing there and I don't even care. It's just I love Kevin and Britt like. <laughs> I mean, same. Like, listen, if they don't ever, like, turn into a romantic ship, fine. Like, perfect. Because guys can be, guys and girls can be best friends. Mm -hmm. They can be partners. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, if they turn into a romantic (laughs) ship, like, I'm not against it. I am all aboard the Brunson ship. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so then they cut over. There are just lots of little, like, you know loose ends to tie up um so Simone and Matt are talking in the elevator and she like 
like more pointedly asks him like why did you really call me um and he you know is telling her remember you know you came in the first day and was like I'm a torpedo and he needed a torpedo that day so that's why he called her um and we um like see Garza like he's going to uh go to the gravesite um to like honor uh Camilla's memory and he's like reminiscing um you know about like the time that they shared together and then I swear to god I did not see this like cliffhanger coming for feds like at all um yeah except I like spoke it into existence the week before oh my god you did that's right Okay, I blame I mean, you then. I mean, I it's already you. like filmed and everything. Yeah, but like, yeah, I blame you. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, because like it, you know, it was like a nice moment. And I was like, oh, okay, it's gonna you know kind of finish out in a kind a little bit of like a somber, like solemn note, but still like mm-hmm. you know relatively okay. But no, because Garza collapses at the cemetery, presumably having a heart attack. And that's where it ends. So, listen. I mean, I figured that something like that was going to happen because, like, it's a winter finale. They need a cliffhanger, especially for the first season of a show. But like, true. And they have been talking about his heart, like problems. Yeah, but like, we didn't need to go there. And we have not been getting many rookie feds behind the scenes footage. Um, They haven't of anyone besides like Brendan or uh, Brett and Kevin sometimes so i'm just like surely we're not setting for like anything major to happen but i'm also like i wouldn't put it past them so i can't i'm just gonna shut up now i can't (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah that happened that was i was literally like okay cool so now we wait until january 3rd and then yeah. we got hit with like there's a crossover January 3rd mm-hmm. which is great yeah. hopefully it's not like the other one um, yeah. and it feels more like a crossover but I'm just like is Garza going to be a part of that are we even yeah. going to touch on the Garza stuff like yeah. I don't know what's going on so yeah, yeah. but now we wait mm-hmm. about a month for yep. more episodes so yeah we did have two listener thoughts for the rookie feds. Um, one from Four Cat Mama, and said, and they said it was great, but Garza better not die. Literally, same, same. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, we got Chenford. Like, I don't know. It's all about balance, right? Like, we're weighing it out. Here. <laughs> I don't know. Oh gosh, yeah. I don't know, but like, just don't hurt Garza, please. Yeah. I I don't like that. Well, and- yeah, and your um thought echoes Gabby's here. Um, they had said, "Dear rookie feds writers, don't touch Garza, please." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just no. Yeah, yeah. But that's about it for the night of the rookie, <laughs> the rookie mm-hmm. winter finales. It was a long one, so I mean, like, if you guys are still around, like, you all deserve Lucy Chen's awards because. Yep. It was a long one. It was a long one for us. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but you know, as always, you can still find us on Twitter at the Shop Talk Pod underscore. Or, you know, if you have more thoughts and you didn't get a chance to share them, just email us at shoptalktherookiepodcast at gmail.com and we'll, you know, check those out. Um, we love know. to chat about the rookie. So, like, really honestly, do. send us all noticed. your thoughts. Even if it's just screaming about Chunford, like, we're there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. For sure. And, you know, we're we're around on Twitter uh, individually as well. Um, I'm at Carrie Hyman and Jennifer. I'm at jstarcade04. And as you could tell from our TikTok that we posted um, for Sunday, we're also on TikTok. So, you know, yeah. the Shop Talk podcast underscore. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so if you if you liked this episode and you're still awake, <laughs> Lord knows I'm almost not. Um, yeah. <laughs> We'd really appreciate it. It's very late when we're recording that. It is. It really is. Yeah. But um, we would really appreciate it if you left us a rating and review. It just, you know, it really helps out the podcast and helps other fans find us. Um, Yeah. So as you can tell, we said a lot in this episode. So we're kind of a little bit talked out. Um, (laughs) So next week we're taking a just, you know, short break um but we'll be back the following week um we are covering eric's hallmark movie yeah Yeah. okay um (laughs) we're gonna cover eric's hallmark movie um for the holidays um it's called finding santa uh with jody sweden so uh yeah yeah that'll be fun yeah he's the only character that i can find so far that's been in a holiday movie from the rookie cast so yeah. or the rookie universe so yeah it'll be fun i've yeah. never seen the movie so i have seen it once last year i can sort of remember what happens but also not really yeah <laughs> so that episode will be similar to like how we did for the ugly truth mm-hmm. the castle episode the mentalist dark yeah. matter i'm trying to think of all the other like actors the, um episodes, so. secrets and lies and yes. things like that yeah yes so, so you, you know the drill by now hopefully yeah <laughs> so um yeah we'll be back back uh in two weeks yep yeah <laughs> two weeks <laughs> all right bye everyone bye guys go get them boo